forever. Dog. Serpents and spiders, tale of a rat. Haunted Mansion Part 3 is where we are at. Will we progress to the big ghostly ball? Or will we not make it to a room at all? Can two mansion scenes creep into our talks? Not if we sidetrack on the history of clocks. It's a series with rules that make Scott want to scream. Let's get into Part 3 by playing the theme. Why did that happen, you ask? Because if you were listening last year to Haunted Mansion 2, we said that we were going to open up next year by shouting the, Span- the name of the Spanish voice of the ghost host who says Manos and Brazos so cool. And now we are off and running with energy, with the energy of Fabio Rodriguez. Welcome to Hauntcast the Fright, the Scream Park podcast hosted by three headless men in their ghoulies. I am... Rick Zombieberg, joined by General Trag of Dimension Great. X, mm-hmm. uh, and Jack Lantern Skeleton. The only name or, that made it through the whole thing. And you uh, Jack Lantern, you, you, you got it wrong. Jack Lantern, Slimeden. I got it wrong. I got it wrong. Uh, Jack Lantern, Slimeden. Yeah, you didn't. I thought you became Doctor Murderhog at some point. I thought was that for Second Gate only? You know, we all got a lot <laughs> oh, of. We, were we making them only? The names were different for the well, tiers? You know, maybe, there's lots maybe of next ju- illusion, next, tricks and yeah. treats this time of year. We'll make that a distinction next year, that behind the paywall we have other fun Halloween names than we do on the free feed. Oh, and what a... I mean, if that doesn't get people over yeah. there to our Patreon, the Cemetery Gate, that you get exclusive scary names that might have no longer anything to do with our regular names yes that's very exciting for a potential uh, subscriber so yeah, yeah stay tuned for that next year that is extremely alluring and it's nice that we can already be talking about next year because that's what this whole franchise is about the haunted mansion franchise which we hit once a year every halloween um i love that we gave ourselves a plan um, like Doc Brown uh, sending a note to Marty in the future or leaving <laughs> the DeLorean buried underground. Uh, we, we set ourselves up for success. I actually have a little more about Fabio Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, if I, you're curious. Yeah. Um, I read a little. I, this guy is great. Um, he w- so he, there's an interview with him where he's telling a, the story of how he became the Spanish voice of the ghost host. Uh, he was recording an industrial narration somewhere in Orange County, and there was uh, somebody also recording in the same building who was doing stuff for Disney, who I think like ran a bunch of the records, and he heard Fabio, and he said, you sounded great. Have you ever thought about doing this for Disney? Uh, it was apparently his like lifelong dream. He like truly very much wanted to do, do this for Disney. Uh, and so he read sample copy right there on the spot, and... It's great. We'll send it to Disney. And then a little while later, he got a call from that guy who said, not only does Disney want to hire you, they're just going to use what you already did. You nailed it. You don't even have to do it again. Yeah. So yeah. he just pa- like passed the audition with flying colors. And he's like the official Spanish voice of Disneyland. Yeah. and Of everything. Of everything. Yes. Yeah. 
And the guy who heard him and said, come here and do this, was Bill Rogers, who is the English language announcer voice in Disneyland. Uh, oh, he does the Main cool. Street announcements. And Bill Rogers is married to Camille Dixon, who does the announcements for California Adventure. Mm-hmm. It's a husband and wife, and the husband does one park and the wife does the other? Yeah. Isn't that Jeez. charming? Delightful. Just like how the voices of Mickey and Minnie were married for many years. Yes. Uh, Another one of those. This should be a so nice. This should be a precedent. Uh, if they're sort of connecting or husband and wife on screen, they should be married in real life. That's what I think when you're talking about mm-hmm. animated voices. I yeah. think for, you know, if it's, let's say, uh, Seth MacFarlane should be married to, uh, and I'm forgetting her name, who does Lois on Family Guy. <laughs> Alex Borstein? Alex Borstein should be married to Seth MacFarlane. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Mm. Dan Castellaneta and Julie Kavner. Right. Um, married yeah. should be. <laughs> but you're just, about, you're just about purity. You're about people should not be uh, fake out of wedlock, well, even in character. Yeah, there is a chapter in the Bible that I adhere to pretty strictly <laughs> that says, thou, sh- uh, thou shalt not uh, mimic a wedded relationship on screen yeah those famous chapters of the bible <laughs> for sure man. Predicted that foresaw filmed media yeah and knew yeah. That this would be a problem at some point it's i will say yes the religion i believe in is a very very small uh, group of people it's a uh, we've revised the bible many many times and most of it has to do with rules about entertainment and theme parks <laughs> yeah maybe so some volleyball one. maybe get some volleyball in there sure <laughs> Yeah, we uh, there's a lot of different rules. So yeah, whatever the specific religion I subscribe to, yeah, is different. Yeah. Hey, and that's Thou a good... limit thy bodiness. Oh yeah, oh bodiness. yeah, yeah. Bodiness. The word bodiness appears on every page multiple times. <laughs> um. Hey, and the volleyball reference. That's a good to pin it to 2020. You know, we do like to. It's fun to look back. I looked back at the previous episodes. What were some things we were talking about in the past? 2019. President John Delaney, remember that loser? Remember that asshole? No. <laughs> he, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I, I, I don't remember what side he was on. He was, was a, he a Democrat. Yeah, he was a bald, rich guy who ran for the DNC and just like sucked and got smoked out. Like smoked really, uh, got his ass smoked really early in the race. In 2018, we were talking about Michael Avenatti, that the Stormy <laughs> Daniels loser, who everyone's like, maybe this guy will run for president. What a yeah. time. Mike last year was talking about, in chapter two, Mike was talking about Pluto's disease-filled tongue. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, that the tongue was patient zero, and looks, look what's happened. <laughs> <laughs> there is a... Pluto did it. He licked everybody. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even think about that. You're right. That is what happened. <laughs> uh, um, the, the end of the last year's episode is very, very frightening. You know, some other stuff that's come up in the past, just as a, a refresher. Um, I certainly got my wish that the Haunted Mansion holiday was much shorter this year. Uh, unfortunately, the monkey's paw curled once again, <laughs> and it was uh, non-existent. And uh, we may have opened a can of worms when we uh, joked about uh, Trump maniacs complaining about Sharia law and asking the question, how grim will the 2020 election cycle be? I heard I I went back last night and listened to that last four minutes. <laughs> and it was I'm trying to think of an equivalent on like television where like there was some like a some breaking bad finale 
where you're like maybe you go back and watch a show and you're like oh my god jesse has no idea what's about to happen (laughs) what walt is gonna Mm -hmm. make him do it's like that level of oh my god these three idiots have no clue what's coming for them they're is it like well like i mean it cuts off i think with hank getting shot at i guess he might know where it's come is this the end is this uh the what leads to Ozymandias? Um, <laughs> uh, yes, okay, yes. The last one was Hank and Gomi in the desert getting gunned down by Nazis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. now this is Ozymandias. We're, we are in the end game at this point. It has been, yeah, a full year that has felt like that, certainly. And we were jacked, too, because we were like out, days away from getting on planes to go to Chicago and then Orlando. Uh, yeah. And so, yes. so we were very Traveling, lively, seeing listeners touring, opening up a dimension of this podcast that was so much uh-huh. fun. Uh, like, boy, we got to get back at all these places and do it again soon. Well, mm-hmm. whoops. Um, yeah, pretty chilling. Um, I, I thought though, even more egregious than us. Like, a bit, I mean, we, when we said, "I wonder what that election's going to be like," like, boy, we didn't, we didn't know half of the half of it. Um, but the, the one that I thought, I actually have a quick clip I'm going to play. And I, I just thought this was like really brazen. Um, and I, I, I regret it. So here, let me, let me just play this. Sure. Yeah. So I, I, I do feel like a lot of pessimism about 2020, but also I just don't understand why. Cause there's so much fun stuff coming. I mean, we got the Olympics in Tokyo. That's going to be a blast. Lana Del Rey is going to bring down the house at Coachella, and we're all going to be talking about it. I mean, I, I just don't... People are acting as if, like, the fundamental aspects of our society will be completely upended, and we have to refigure out how we do life. And I just... I don't get it. <sighs> yeah, you know, you have real egg on your face now, because from that clip from last year that you just played. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... Um, I mean... I, I what, what can I say? I, I, I take it back. And um, actually, there wait this because I kept adding to it, and just this one, this one really, I think I have egg on my face. As sure as I am in the same room as you guys right now, staring you in the eyes, us together, I will look you in the eyes and say, "2020 is going to be the best year of our lives and uh, in theme park history." And you can you can quote me on that. You can use that against me. You can quote me on that. I mean that clip. Yeah. That a, clip is that's really a rough clip today. A ro- yeah. Oof. Yeah. I feel yeah. I'm very very embarrassed for you. Quite honestly, I I feel like Lindsey Graham. And yeah. um, I, what can I say? Now I will take responsibility. Can, I will uh, apologize for what I said. I, look, I don't like to brag on this show a lot unless it's about how brave I am in certain situations. But can I quickly play a clip that I'd like mm-hmm. to play from last year? Real quick? just I think this is something that no one saw coming. Uh, yeah, but I sort of I remember it. I had sort of 2020 vision when it comes to this. All right, I'll play the clip right now. 2020 vision. Yeah, very. Yeah. All right, here's the clip. Hey, uh, guys, remember the name Tony Bobolinsky? That's all I'll say. Uh, was that like an Imagineer who worked on the attraction? And we'll talk about him when we get to the the Leota room. We'll <laughs> we'll be as excited about him as we are about any Imagineer. Hmm. Tony Bobolin. Okay, all right. Well, I don't know which books you're re- you're reading. A book, I guess, besides the the Haunted Mansion, Imagineering a Disney Classic by Jason Sorrell. I'm not sure where you're getting this from, Mike. Uh, let's just say I'm reading it off a very special laptop. Dude, oh my god, that clip wow. is bonkers. Why? Can you believe that? I knew, I knew, Jeez. I knew back then. 
And I was just blowing you off. Like, what is what Mike is becoming off his rocket? This is some conspiracy theory. Stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna add in an edit here, and I'll play the song "Vindicated" by Dashboard Confessional to prove to celebrate the victory I just had. We all I, know that song, of course. Uh, yeah, oh know. yeah, of from the Spider-Man, right? Spider-Man mm-hmm. Two. I believe so. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, no one feels as stupid <laughs> as I as I do after like. <laughs> This clip I pulled from me. Uh, can oh, yeah, I play yeah. this let's, real quick? I mean, yeah, let's yeah, make yeah, it. Sure, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. The screen share. I know I, for one, cannot wait to see the live action Mulan in a crowded, sold out theater opening night and see my two best friends on screen rendered in beautiful high definition footage Mushu the Dragon and whatever that cricket's name is. Oh, man, Jason. So that was wrong for a couple of reasons. And also, yeah. I still don't know the name of the cricket. But um, <laughs> I guess um, they just swapped them out for um, prison camps in the background. They got rid of those fun-loving characters. and you know. Huh. Well, boy, only I look what? smart now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, t- the two of us are ju- just <laughs> absolute fools. Uh, um. <laughs> Well, especially I, here, I got one more quick one, and like, I think. You'll oh yeah, go, go yeah, ahead, please, yeah, yeah. please. Oh, and by the way, let's cut this from the episode. But I should tell you guys, I'm having a baby. I'm having a baby next year, and I'm just here. I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna take a stab at it. Girl, I, I, it's a girl. I just, I just got a feeling. I got a hunch. God, I mean, <laughs> wow. Why even, yeah, why? Did you... I don't like to be. I don't like to be mean, but what a dumbass, Scott. Yeah, you were. I. I mean. I feel like I've grown as a person, so I don't take that as an insult of 2020 me. I take it as an insult of 2019 me. Mm. Who, yeah, I'll I'll add to it was a, a fucking bumbling dumbass. Yeah, wow. I look. Yeah. I'm not even going to brag. I'm not even going to play the thing where I predicted McCartney was going to release McCartney three, the final <laughs> final album in a trilogy. He started right. in 1970. I won't play that clip. up. You were, you yeah. were winning that whole. You were you were just on a streak, I suppose. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you know, anything we want to throw out through the episode and just kind of plant a flag in in twenty twenty one. Sure. And I think I now I know how I felt last year and what ended up happening, but I think I'm just going to keep making as optimistic guesses as humanly possible. Yeah. And uh, that shouldn't. I don't know. This year's different. I don't think it'll bite me in the ass. No, I don't think so either. No, I think that's fine. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm as yeah. Well, as for as for this, I mean, because we should get to it because there's as always there's a lot of work to do. Now, the one thing that we remember is that we we got on the ride despite me being fought on this. Yes. we did. We get on we, the ride. The lap bar lowered, mm-hmm. so we are off. We are heading into the actual attraction. Yes, and uh, I was surprised. Uh, I, I have a couple things. Okay, I only have one thing that I was remiss that I, I did not talk about last year. The mm-hmm. other thing I was like, oh, I think it was just wrapping up and we couldn't get into it, which was we have not talked about the Omnimover ride system. We have to address that. Of course, Jason, of okay. course. Yeah, so, but first, uh, this is just a personal thing because I wasn't going to drag us back through the queue and everything. I wasn't going to be vindictive, but not I realized year. I didn't... Vindictive. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to be like... Back, Scott. You're going you back, Scott. You're fool. For what you predicted. Uh... But uh, I realized I didn't really, you know, it, there was a run in the, the second uh, Haunted Mansion episode 
where you guys talked about being so scared of the the um uh maleficent i believe in the sing-along song videos oh the yes. shiny, the shiny maleficent with the with the crazy face paint yeah, right yeah and as I was rewatching, like I watched Haunted Mansion ride throughs a couple times, I remembered as a kid, and even now I'm not wild about it, but I never liked the busts that follow you. And as a mm. kid, I always went to the Florida Haunted Mansion. And those you go by them so quick in the Florida Haunted Mansion because they're in the ride itself. But in Disneyland, you could be stuck next to them for a while in the like queue in the in right before you get into your doom buggy. And uh it that's just like a a creepy effect, but it's another old optical illusion and that they are not actually busts. They are impressions. And it's just the way the mind and the eyes fill in the blanks and process light hitting these impressions in the wall that they appear to be following you. We talked about that, though. I remember. We yeah, talked we did about talk that. about that illusion. I know. We talk maybe about your specific. You're saying fear. you're just you, you're just, just mentioning like, how frightened. That was your scariest thing having to, or at least the, this part of the mansion. We talked about Maleficent's face being the scariest, and you yes. think this is maybe your scariest point at, at up till now in the mansion. Uh, yeah, I just realizing that, like, oh, I'm glad you couldn't stand next to these in the Florida version because I would have been very like unnerved. What we should do is going forward with these haunted mansions. You know, if we if we leave something out. We should do a George Lucas remaster <laughs> new scenes and I'll take that chunk out and I'll edit it into last year and we'll post that up and destroy the original. We okay. won't be able to see the original. No. And yeah, then yeah. Um and and put in all kinds of like cool kooky music too. Like if if yes. we ever played a clip of kind of a neat mellow song, it should be replaced by like bom, 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 bom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lay that. Let's lay like space gourd music. Yes, throughout. I think that's right. Each haunted mansion episode, and we can edit out our blunders. Or yeah. your blunders. Oh, thank over God. Yes, so, foolish as, blunders as Lucas could. Right. Uh, um, so if you have, so if we have anything like that, we'll just announce it beforehand that this is going in the special edition for one of the last two year episode. One of the last years episodes. You know what yeah. was crazy though is how we exactly predicted that Palpatine was Snoke and that he was growing many Snokes in test tubes and that one of the Snokes was upside down. <laughs> I thought that was really oddly specific and we nailed it on the head. Yeah. Uh I yeah, that was you know that doesn't we were such we talked about Snoke so much that first year podcast the ride so it's not surprising to me that we were experts on him. We had all kinds of snow. Well, yeah. certainly. Yeah. And I dropped that coffee mug at Mike's and when it shattered at the bottom of the mug said Exegol on it. And I only <laughs> realized as I was leaving the Regal Cinema at Christmas time, like, oh, oh, I, it was there. The whole time. Yeah. The whole time. Those phrases. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you had visions. <laughs> um, um, well, um, have, is that the, is that all of the history to revisit? Can we move forward? Or we're on the Omni Mover? What I do we have to say about the Omni Mover? Yeah, we're on the Omni Mover. We're in the loading area. You know, we talked a lot about that. You know, the loading area is kind of vacant. Could use a little plus up. There's some great Claude Coates like concept art that they could, you know, add to. You know, I think you could plus this up with a little bit of fog and some dead trees and gravestones. That's a pretty. Oh, you're easy showing us fix. real concept art, yeah. Yeah, that looks amazing. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's very cool. 
Um, you, we've talked about, and I will, another thing that I did over quarantine is I broke and watched a Phantom Manor ride through. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I had not done it, but yes, that's that queue, that loading area is very cool. And then the Disney World loading area is, I think, better than Disneyland. Yeah. It's not it's, it's all... so much better, but it is better. Yeah. Well, this is one of those, like, we've talked about it. Tony Baxter says there's things he would go back and hit and revise. Right. Uh, yeah. It's actually one a little bit later in, in one of the rooms we'll talk about. Um, but, like, which, which I always like to hear. I like that he do, he doesn't view it as perfect and set in stone and you can't change it. And this is a good example. Yeah. You you walk in that room and it's sort of just blank. And I, it's a thing I really like in Haunted Mansion Holiday, which has apparently become the villain of the theme park world. Like now it's like, now you like can't like it seemingly. It's, uh, I do feel like it's divisiveness grows by the day. And of course now it has a very, I mean, I'm sure he had this opinion a while, but recently a viral video of Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. uh, where he detailed uh, his problem with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and Trump Jr. was on Fox News going on for like five straight minutes. He was like getting out of breath and red in the face, just going on about like, you don't want, when you go there, you don't want to see Oogie Boogie. You want to see the ghost. And when you replace the ghost, mm-hmm. um, it makes you as mad as uh, when a laptop isn't fully exposed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, you're seeing it more and more, is what Scott is trying to say. <laughs> uh, so, so, but yeah. to answer your question, Scott, so the Omni Mover ride system. Uh, this was the second iteration. You know, it first appeared in um, uh, uh, the Inner Space ride. Journey. Journey. Through inner Space. Adventures Through Inner Space. Voyage in <laughs> Bob Gurr. <laughs> I think Scott Bob. is right. Scott is right. I think it's Adventures. I think it's Adventures. Adventures Through Inner Space, yes. Uh, I watched some of the Midsummer Screen panel from last year for the 50th of the Haunted Mansion, and Bob Gurr calls it Voyage to Inner Space. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, so so they had... You know, done a World's Fair. They had done World's Fair attractions that had continuous ride systems, and they fine tuned that into the Omni Mover ride system for Inner Space, another Claude Coates, uh, you know, overseen project. And then they used it. They moved over to the Haunted Mansion. In earlier episodes, we discussed Haunted Mansion. There was discussions of would it be a walkthrough? Would it be a a walk, half walk through, half ride, or a walk through next to it, and eventually they settled on the Omni Mover system. What do you guys think about the Omni Mover system? Well, um, I, I like it. I like it. Obviously, like you can feel that it's a little, a little janky in its movements. Yeah, but it th- but that is sort of the charm at this point. It's not. Ba- it's not like you think you're like, oh, I'm I'm on something that's a hundred years old. But you know, you can feel it's like wild, aggressive swings. The lap bar hits me in the legs a lot. I'm a taller man. Yeah. I don't know if it does that to anybody else. Yeah. I kind of have to like really like squish my legs down to make sure I don't get a little, a little bruise. Not a, it doesn't bruise me, but you know what I'm saying. I think you got to give it up for those, for the ride vehicles aesthetically, for the Doom buggy specifically, because there's other, other Omni movers, the, the clamshells on Little Mermaid are a version of that. And those look friendly and colorful. But I like that just the unadorned plastic shells painted black do look so funereal. They do all look like bizarre coffins, like either from the f- distant future or the distant past. Like this is some weird thing they would have buried somebody in in the year 900 or something. Yeah. I, uh, they're amazing vehicles. 
Yeah, it does really. I don't know how. I mean, it's it's similar to the inner space one. I mean, it looks. I think it's almost the exact same, right? Did, did the inner space one have a curl? It had a thing yeah, up on like so. the back. It's so pretty similar. It's, yeah, it's sort of just by luck probably has, as Scott's describing, this odd shape. I almost think of it like as some bizarre like contraption you would wheel around like an a hundred year old man in or something like you would be going through the mansion in this like bizarre contraption, not like uh, Palpatine's Exegol contraption, but like a, a bizarre wheelchair of some kind that you're sort of being wheeled through the mansion on. I don't know why that's my sure. thought, but like they're, the, the vehicles themselves have a lot of character for being so plain. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the darkness of them and the fact that you like the, the way that it covers up on all sides, which, as we've discussed, not only enables uh, awesome make out experiences <laughs> um, if you're trying to escape parents or keeping an eye on you, uh, but also like that it you get an element of surprise like they your own car covers up details until you turn to face them. Uh, your you this stuff that you can't see because the one in front of you is so huge and blocking your vision. I think it just like adds to element of surprise the whole time as you go yeah yes. i mean i think one of the positives of it is an early innovation of treating the ride vehicle almost like um uh, uh filmmakers like camera where you can like direct look at this like they're they're they can move uh what they want you to look at what's the primary thing you should be looking at and then if you're like looking around to the sides you get a different view um, the trade-off being, though, that, like, this continuously moving system, if there's an issue, if they're, like, having an issue getting people on or getting people off, it can speed up and slow down, but then sometimes it just has to stop. If they have to stop one, it's kind of got to stop the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, um, uh, as a kid, I'm trying to remember, because that's, like, that's, you know, where you form your opinions about these things, honestly. Like, I yeah. mean, I guess that's... As as a kid, it definitely felt like you were in a, a box. It definitely felt, and I'm trying to think of if there's any other vehicle that made me feel quite like there's a coziness to it that you. I, I feel like I especially felt as a kid, but still feel now. You know, it's like you're being taken care of by the ghost. Big hug. You're getting hugged by that vehicle. The mansion is a really cozy ride in general. Yeah, yeah. maybe the coziest. Mm-hmm. It is yeah, cozy. Despite the idea that it's supposed to be scary, yeah, it's it's a comfy place to be. Uh, gets you out of the heat. The the temperature's nice. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of nice, tranquil experiences, but there is a coziness. Maybe just because you're in like a house that you're familiar with. <laughs> I I think like the vic the, the decoration, the sort of like dark dark wood, and there's the as you go through, there's a lot of purples and like furniture i don't know it feels very warm there was a cozy story i heard like uh again the midsummer cozy story it is I a, loved it. it's a cozy story i think from bob gurr who was explaining how they were coming up with like the um omnimover system and he started the story with john hench happened to have a candy apple on his desk <laughs> and he i think the idea being he picked it up by the stick and was like wait what if we put the everything we need to control it underneath it and then you can like tilt it as if you were like holding a candy apple and you could tilt the apple around you know and that's Mm. the ride vehicle Mm. right 
And you thought that was a cozy story because you like the idea of being at work and there just being plentiful candy apples around. <laughs> I just like the idea of someone, yes, uh, someone happening to have a candy apple on their desk. And Jason, uh, Jason, can you show us the table? Is there a table behind you? Is there, it full of candy apples? <laughs> there's not. There's a couple of oh, decorative gourds for the holiday. You know, we haven't t- we haven't talked. Are you a candy apple man? I cannot remember the last time I had a candy apple. I feel like. Every now and then when I go home uh, to visit, if it's in the fall or around Christmas, my mom has, like, picked up a package mm-hmm. of them. Uh, but I, I, it's not one of my go-tos, even at the parks. And I think... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think D- Disney will cut them for you, right? If you buy yes. one, they'll slice it. That's the only feasible way to eat it. Oh, yeah. They have these like monstrosity candy apples. I've never, ever gotten one at the park. It just seems like so much effort. And I haven't had a candy apple in years. I used to, you'd get them once in a while from school. They'd be in those like plastic packages and it would yeah. be full of nuts, which wasn't my favorite at the time. And then it would just like, it was fun, but then it's just like it was a fucking pain in the ass to eat. Oh, yeah. So that's why I'm saying like, if you, if you slice it and then like you can share the slices with someone, then I think right. it's manageable. But, right. um, Scott, what do you, what is your candy apple stance? Um, I don't think I've had one in like 20 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's my stance. That's yeah. reasonable. Which I guess implies I don't really like them. Because you could pick up like a Twinkie or a candy bar at a gas station. You're not like popping in somewhere. Well, it's like, oh, I'll have a candy apple. Oh, yeah, I'll get a candy apple. I gotta, I'll be stuck in traffic for a while, you know. Dipping uh, an apple in caramel is much more practical. I haven't done that yeah. in years. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Jason, on the table behind you, is there a whole big jug of caramel by any chance? Um, no, <laughs> no. Nope. Okay, he's he's checking. Small, he's checking. Small. There's vase. a jug of. There's a fudge jug. Hot. There's fudge a hot jug, fudge jug. Caramel jug. Butterscotch sauce. jug. Oh, oh there is said, a caramel. He said jug. caramel. Yeah, yeah there, there is caramel. caramel. Okay. <laughs> it's an ice cream. <laughs> right, to- you have a whole ice cream topping. I have a yeah. I check the jug wall. Yeah. Um. Uh. Okay. So. Uh. Where are we now? So the Omni Mover, some other talk- facts about them. <laughs> Damn. Bob I, knew Gurr, we were, I knew we weren't done. Bob yeah. Gurr and Wed designed, manufactured by uh, the now defunct Arrow Development, a very early manufacturing partner for Disney. They, of course, worked on Timber Mountain Log Ride at Knott's. And um, this I don't, I don't think I ever really processed. But um, for, at Disneyland, there are 131 vehicles on that track. They move at 1.4 miles per hour, which is roughly 2,500 guests an hour. So I think that gets it up to the people people eater status. You know, that's a lot of people per yeah. hour getting through the ride. And they run they run this thing too fast. Uh, they there are different speeds, and we've seen it because they adjust it. Sometimes all of a sudden you'll start to go slower, and I think that sometimes if if maybe somebody is a wheelchair issue or they have to just they're, they're just want to make sure you know stepping out onto the conveyor belt isn't going to be an issue, they'll slow it down. But I think that they are they've run this thing full speed a lot, and maybe it's not full speed. I'm full speed. I would like to see full speed as if it's like a cartoon where you like go through the mansion in two minutes. But the Adams family rot, like what? It's not a ride, but when you end up going through all those shoots in the Adams family house. Yes, exactly. Um, but I, my complaint is, I think they should run it a little slower because sometimes I feel like you're whipping through that thing. Yeah, and I I'd would like agree to with that. hang out a little more. 
But this has never occurred to me. I have to really. Admit. I've never thought about the speed being too fast. It's too fast. They can go slower. Too fast. They can go slow it down. <laughs> it is reliable. People are, people are saying it more and more. People are saying it more and more. <laughs> um, Who, yeah. Uh, so anyway, sorry, Jason. Go. Oh, Gur Gur is on. Bob Gur is on record as going like he felt bad because there's so many like different sized gears and wheels as part of the track, and he felt bad about you know, leaving the next generation with such a complicated system to maintain. But it seems like the the attitude of the, you know, maintenance staff was like, hey, it works, so it runs every day, you know, um, mm-hmm. for the most part. Uh, it, it doesn't go down a lot, like, you know, the more complicated modern-day ride systems. Right. It's a very, it's a real, reli- it's all reliable. All reliable. To the, and yeah. this in boats, just very reliable. As far as Disney Disney rides are concerned, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the I'm trying to think anything else about the Omnimover like speaker placement seems fine. <laughs> uh, I like it. Let's get in the room. Let's Scott. get in the room. I I think that's everything I have. I know oh, Scott is like a right. kid. Endless hallway. Let's go. Well, I one more credit, Fabio <laughs> Rod Fabio Rodriguez. We didn't give him enough credit. You can also hear him do the Spanish language safety spiel on Pirates formerly the DCA Tower of Terror. And he also appears uh, in the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. And he said mm-hmm. his kids love hearing him in the parks and their friends always send videos of like, hey, here's your dad. And that's really sweet. And so... Well, and he said that he... I found an interview with him where he said he like watched the, uh, the fireworks show and said where and heard a voice booming through the park saying, ladies and gentlemen... And how he dreamed of one day that would be me saying "Damas y caballeros, ninos y niñas," and it came true. Yes, I true. love what a very specific and like amazing dream that is. That in the most wonderful place, that your voice is audible everywhere. It's great. And also, he mentioned somebody said his voice is uh, he is a lot like Ricardo Montalban. And I mentioned in the last episode how sexy that voice is, especially on the mansion. And of course, who is sexier than Ricardo Montalban? No one. That kind of that added up to me. That that like created some some little DNA connection. Like, oh no wonder I like that voice so much. It very much is multiple. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. he's he rules. He's, he's amazing. I'm glad we I'm glad we made such a point of him at the end last year. Yeah, yeah. he's really good. Um. Huh? Oh, okay, Scott, you got right, your Scott, take it, yeah. sca- take, take it, it away. away. Endless hallway. <laughs> wait, wait, no, wait, Jason. Oh, wait. I have a couple more candy apple questions. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, oh, I know. I, I never mind. I actually. I, I solved it, it in my head. Scott, it's go okay. ahead. It's okay. It'll circle back around. We haven't even addressed that I'm wearing a skeleton onesie this whole time. So don't worry yeah, about we it. Yeah, we won't. It'll come up later. What? <laughs> are you actually? Yeah. Yeah, top half yeah. Looks yeah. like you are. We got skeleton onesies. onesies. It's fun. It's Wait. seasonal. Yeah. Well, I'd say go walk around and let us see it, but you're you're hooked in. You're yeah, hooked I'm in, all hooked so up. Wanna... So. Well, give us a turn when this is all over. Yeah, give us sure. a little turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give us, a little, give us a little runway show. Um. Oh my God! We're in the ride. Ra- we're actually in a room. Uh. We're in the endless hallway where the the uh, the candelabra is floating down at the end of it. Um. I, I like all the how they pulled this off. Um. Because you really do think that just goes and goes and goes. But of course they wouldn't have room for it. We're like once again back in a not. I guess not a not a Pepper's ghost here. But we're in the same territory as Tower of Terror, where it's a it's a shorter hallway than you think. It's made to look longer than it is. 
and the and scrims are involved. Um, wait, so now I'm redoing. It's still so confusing to me, even in the notes. The like the mirror at the end of the hallway is really close. It's way closer than you think. Um, and then they've painted the candelabra black on the back. Yes, because it's really close to the mirror, so that you like you won't be able to see that. And that and the candelabra also helps block the view of you. And they, like, I feel like I'm getting away from myself here. Like, can anyone explain this better than me? I think you're doing um, a pretty good job, but I'm still confused. But I, I like, know. It's I, funny I, because it's, it's very inherently... it's very complicated, but also feels like we may have the ability to make it from stuff around the apartment. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, like, it that's is what's like, interesting about it. It is a trick, like, theatrical designers and, like, magicians have probably used for, like, over a hundred years or something like that it's just like there it's very thin black wires holding up the candle like you said the back of the candelabra is painted black the mirror that way like it does you don't pick up the the you know the back of the stuff in the mirror and then the scrim helps cut down on like crispness of like what you're looking at so it makes it a little hazy and it also and it makes like, it harder to see us. Yes. You, you don't see yourself, even though that is a mirror right in front of you. Yeah. And it it's and it, it uses forced perspective. Like, yeah, that hallway is not very long past like what you're looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know um, feet wise? Because in my mind, it's uh twenty five the candelabra is twenty five feet away. <laughs> is yeah, it like seven feet, feet away? That sounds right. Maybe it's something like that. Yeah. I think it's a little, because, as I'm sure we'll hit in this area, like, every now and then a guy hangs out around it. So it's got to be big enough for a guy to be maybe it's around. Like, yeah, maybe it is closer to 25. 10 to 12 I, feet. I think maybe, like, like, 10 feet, 25 might be too far, 10 might be too close. Right. I uh I again don't want to, you know, we'll we'll we obviously will cover uh you know Nightmare or High Mission Holiday in, in some other juncture. Whenever I, I swear now every time I go on it and I think, All right, let me go let me get into the head of someone who wouldn't like this. So let me judge this with a critical eye. Do I not like this attraction or have I been overrating it or something? And when I see the dog, when I see Zero, Flood Zero, right, floating in that hallway instead of the candelabra, I really like it. That's the first thing that always makes me go. And the, well, and the doors downstairs as you're boarding, I like a lot. Yeah. And then I see that dog, like, this, that's great. It's fun. I don't, uh, uh, if I'm the villain of the podcast for <laughs> smiling about this fun ride, then I don't know how to get out of the, the villainy spot. Um, I don't think you've ever been fought on, and I think all I've ever said was I think I I agree. Shorter would be better, but I like it. Fine, mm. I like it. It's fun. Like it's. I guess yeah, I don't I, disagree with that argument. I think it's just I, I as we we come back to the boring functional argument, which is how do you have it open for? Like, does it just have to be closed for all of November then? Right. I, I yes. To change it out. Right. Exactly. I suppose. Which is a bummer in and of itself. I think. Yeah. I. But. You know, last year's episode where we was before recorded before we went down to Florida, and I will say that experience of being in Flor the Florida park, and we did not hit the Magic Kingdom 
I believe until our last full day we were there, but um, it was a pleasure to ride a traditional version of the Haunted Mansion in Halloween time because it was late, late October. Sure, and, yeah. Like it was, it was just, uh, I don't know. It was the kind of fun. I love the whimsical side of like the spooky side of Halloween. You know, sure. I get that argument. I this is the problem. Also, here's the thing. I. I do think at, at my heart, I am a theme park populist. Okay, I don't want to throw that word around in any other way necessarily, but a populist <laughs> as far as theme park is, are concerned. Uh, you like guardians and stuff. You're not a like, don't ever change well, anything ever. Right, exactly. But I, uh, my point about this is it is by far Haunted Mansion Holiday three times, four times as popular as regular Haunted Mansion. I understand it's still only there for a limited time, but it's there from like, now it's what, early September or mid-September to December? It's like, they're... It's, yeah, I get it, it's really. less time, but it's so popular. It adds like, it doubles the time, it triples the time of the the queue. So like- What I, is the incentive for them to do it? Right, like, there's no- yeah. Being mad, people are mad about everything. People are mad if they like, you know, like, Take a red flag and make it a green flag. Right. People, yeah. So people love it. And I would imagine the prevailing opinion and it, of, of maybe maybe they don't want to listen to podcasts, but the prevailing opinion is like, we like this a lot and we get excited to go on it around Halloween and Christmas. So I have to be a populist here and say, sometimes you got to give the people what they want. You got to serve demand. Uh, at, at a certain point, they're leaving money on the table if they don't serve that demand for it i mean the other thing is they would have to like it, 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 let's say they did keep the original haunted mansion around through october 31st like th at midnight or whatever the park shuts down they would have to immediately get in there and flip it in two weeks uh because november 15th i i think used to be the start of the holidays it seems like christmas starts earlier and earlier every year at both the parks and like in popular uh culture mm. in just tv and you know yeah. stores uh but that's a pretty tight window for them to yeah, try so and flip it so i just it's not gonna probably happen and i think if it's the majority opinion like what are we gonna do and plus you get that nice gingerbread smell that i love so much well that's true yeah. you can't argue yeah. with that I'm with you there. It got kind of like thrown uh, away a little bit in the fake smell of Final Four, but it is an excellent smell. Um, yes. Yeah. And, Don't and I believe I was voted against by both of you. I think yeah, that is true. But in those tournaments, you know, it's of brother course. against brother. It's, it's uh, you know, you, you murder those that you love. Of course. And that's why they're so harrowing. It's the nature yeah. of those. Yeah, indeed. Um, so then you keep moving on to the, now we, I, I didn't, I don't think I knew names before the conservatory. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> no. Recurring, stop. No this way. This is how these episodes there's go. There's three items. There's three, you, <laughs> this is a very. So moving on to, no, 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 no. <laughs> The endless hallway. This is, a, this is the very first scene of the ride. And there's like three big, like props, like three big set pieces because there's also okay. the suit of armor in here mm -hmm. in disneyland yes. the suit of armor is here it's a, it's a very simple animatronic it mm -hmm. moves mm -hmm. a little it gives the illusion of like oh is that moving and you know but this seems like a good time right to discuss the what is colloquially called the night of the living dead 
Oh, is that? K-N. But it wasn't there. Hey, it wasn't in that room. Well, it was in a further room. It was farther, room. right? It, so we have to keep going to get to it. Okay. Well. Hi, your uh, rules are played against you now. Uh, no, you're wrong. The knight has appeared in multiple different places, but we can wait. We can wait to discuss that. He has wait, appeared. Okay, is that true? Wait, so the, there has, the knight has been in more than, it has not always just, it wasn't in that one room. Uh, well, the animatronic knight was always there. The live actor in a knight of uh, a suit of armor, uh, depending on what year it was, what time period, moved around. Uh-huh. Wow, so you have a timeline of where the human actor in the knight costume was? I have a rough layout. Uh, wow, I have actually never been able to find this. But uh. we can wait a little. We can, we can tease right, let's that. wait a little bit. Let's go to the... Oh, what? No. Yeah, continue. Sorry, sorry. So okay, the sorry. third item, you gotta talk about the <laughs> chair. No more in an episode. <laughs> you gotta talk about the big chair. The big okay. armchair oh, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. face on it. We can't just go okay. past the chair. I mean, this is why this ride gets talked about by us every year. Because, like, the hey. opening scene has, like, three, like, thi- there's more stuff in the opening scene than in some rides, period. Is, is this your favorite chair in a ride? I think it's up there. Because I this chair <laughs> was, like, burned into my mind at a very young age. It's got a spooky face on it. It's a rolly crump. You know, it's definitely a Rolly Crump uh, creation. It's it's a holdover right. kind of vibe from Museum of the Weird, uh, mm-hmm. which was, uh, you know, one of the early iterations of the Haunted Mansion or an early accompaniment of the Haunted Mansion. And you, this is like the start of a motif that appears throughout the ride of eyes, mm-hmm. often spirally kind of eyes, to give the impression that you are being watched at all times, that the house right. is watching you. Right, and it appears, I assume you'll say, like a wallpaper, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, let's, woof, the wallpaper. Oh, my God. That, we might not get that. That was a pretty flippant way to deal to with the wallpaper, wallpaper Mike. Sorry, sorry, so sorry. 15 minutes to go on it. We so. got a tease. Got I have a question. Yeah. How long does anyone, where does anyone think we're going to get I have a prop bet on where I think we'll get to, and I'm not going <laughs> to tell you, but I, I will write it down right now. <laughs> Can I say, can I say something uh, about how this is how the three years have gone uh, for me? <laughs> I had notes about the Leota room in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, it works out for me because I don't have to look up anything new. That's a good point. I took care of it all years ago. This was I will say this is your this um, concept of doing this yearly was Scott Gardner's idea. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. I dug my grave, and now I, I think I, I think I like, I like the idea. I continue to like the idea, but I feel like I, I don't know how we got into the trap of now how the episodes work is that we room by room it, and as we try to progress, then everyone screams no at me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now that part of it, I did not this anticipate. This is sort of a part of the podcast, though. I think that probably started in the CityWalk saga. So I feel like that started yeah. off this this sort of um, the, dynamic. The tedium traps. Yeah, I yes. think so. And then I think when you, you probably had a little bit of a different vision for this, but this resembles a CityWalk saga in and of itself. So the default was tedium traps as you yeah. called them which believe me the whole podcast is probably a good argument to be made the whole thing is a tedium trap well one one might even go so far as to say that mike and i are wall-to-wall creeps and it's giving scott hot and cold running chills <laughs>
<laughs> All right, uh, Mike, just make a note. Put in a Grand Slam uh, baseball being hit out of the park sound effect there. Thank you so much. <laughs> that'll be, but that's in the special. I'll put that in the special edition of it. Yeah, that'll go back. Uh, yeah, special edition of podcast, which is just gaslighting the audience, making them think they... Wait, no, I remember. There was something different at this moment. God, that's such a good idea to go back and add in little things here and there and just like never tell anybody like and make ghosts yeah. haunting the old episode. Make yes. people think they're going nuts if they ever re-listen to something. <laughs> like just like if you put something in just the, the home video release of a movie mm-hmm. that wasn't in the theatrical. But I think, yeah, bold bold predictions that are couldn't possibly be predicted years prior would be really great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Just well, all right. So start going back. There's there's so, prizes. There's hidden things now in three of our old episodes. And if you find them, you get a prize. Yeah. <laughs> this, You'll know what they are when you hear. This them. also will, are really going to help our listener count. For oh yeah, oh yeah. Gotta go back into the archives. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And especially the ones on the Patreon, uh, Patreon.com/slash podcast. Yeah. Oh, anyway, help me unload some of the uh, uh, Club Thirty Three uh, towels <laughs> that I still have. <laughs> You gave away the prize. Huh? <laughs> towels. No. You gave away the prize. It's towels. Paper the real prize towels. is how many do I have? <laughs> Yikes. I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not sure I do. 990. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, that, is uh, why, yeah, the that is why you were, you look like Violet Beauregard coming out of the Club 33 bathroom <laughs> <laughs> after the blueberry situation. Yeah. <laughs> just dating a lot. Just stuff. Yeah, Jason, okay. Just hand towels. Don't worry about it. Falling out of your shirt. Um, there's not a lot about the chair. I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's just glued in my mind. It's creepy. I like the chair detail for real that it sets the eye, the eyes precedent. I like the eyes precedent here. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. That, that motif, I'm not sure that it ever really occurred to me about the wallpaper and everything that you're being watched, certainly the busts and and such. Um, but I, I do like like reading about like all the, you you get the feeling even if you aren't like super aware of it as you're on the ride. Like right. you have this uneasy feeling, and when you read about all these details, you you start to understand why. Yeah, and for me, yeah. who thinks the ride is cozy, I'm being watched, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you're being watched by Disney security too, and I love it. Yeah, and um, and which cuts out riffraff like teenage makeouts and marijuana abuse. I I can, I should tell a story I've heard secondhand. Mm. That some that there apparently people have been caught doing more than just making out. Let's say, yeah. Um, what threesomes? <laughs> uh, yes, two humans and a ghost. Two humans and a ghost. <laughs> and he'll the follow ultimate. you home because he's a clinger. <laughs> the ultimate Halloween threesome. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I overall I like the haunted uh the endless hallway and I it's it's so it's very it's pretty subtle like for rides uh I I think it's very subtle it definitely like is a good tease for like what you're about to experience and I feel like it it kind of epitomizes a thing about like the haunted mansion being so dense and so detail filled of like 
well, there's like three big things right in this first scene. And and some rides, you know, don't even have that. Some rides have a lot of black hallways. Some rides take place entirely at uh, night, pitch black of night, like Dinosaur, you know? Yes, the Dinosaur does not have its chair moment. No. There's no, no cool smiling chair in Dinosaur. In dinosaur. Um, yeah, very, very, that, whoa, do we even have enough time for another room? <laughs> <laughs> what else about the chair how long are the armrests and uh, what's the Jason, what's what the do you height think the nap, the width? what are the napping situation in that chair be do you think that's a long nap or maybe just a 15 minute nod off i think that's a quick one because that is like a high backed armchair uh, made more for reading so your your back might you're not going to get a lot of give like leaning back in that sort of chair you know what you're gonna be a little of, stiff what type of books would you read in the chair Oh, ghost stories, I would think. Haunting of Hill House, Mask of the Red Death, okay. uh, you know, spooky stuff, Turn of the Screw. Would you read one of your uh, crime novels? That oh, you yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you could read like a Lou Archer book or a John, <laughs> John D. McDonald, you know. One of, my, one of my favorite things is when we went to that bachelor party in Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, we got there. We were four of us. We got like a pitcher of margaritas. You said, I'm not going in the pool. I'm going to read a crime novel by the pool. You found out how much the picture was. You said, well, that's the last one of these I'm having. And then you just read your book the whole time while we drank in the pool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so great. It's thrilling to Jason the end. just blinks like, why are you telling this? There's nothing unusual about anything you're saying. It's like, yeah, we're in Las Vegas. Yes, the pitcher of margaritas is more expensive. You are also giving me shit because I was wearing like an old beat up like beach, like fish house t-shirt. So. <laughs> fish house? Yeah, that's, house? you know, like a clam bar. Oh, okay. Fish house, you know. Oh, I don't know what a clam bar is either. Uh, it's a place down the shore. A fish house, like a clam bar. It's just where you get fried fish, where you get uh, like clams on the half shell and raw a bar. restaurant? Yeah, a restaurant. Yeah, seafood out. I guess yeah. there is a little bit of, now I'm thinking about it, even the place, there's that place over on Los Feliz that has clams and stuff, and they have a little bit of a bar situation. It kind of looks yeah. almost like a sushi, like sushi where they make it in front of you. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah, they're cracking. Uh, yeah, you are wrong. <laughs> yeah, kind of, it kind of just becomes a catch-all at a certain point. Well, you're from... Is it kind of like that place, the conservatory in the Haunted Mansion? Yes, I. we can move on to the conservatory. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Scott, what do you got about it? So there's a guy, he's trying to get out of a... He's, I don't, he's, there's a guy trying to get out of a coffin, and the voice of his efforts trying to push out of it is Exitensio, who is also the voice of the skull... That you hear, uh, that you see before you go down the drop in Pirates, and he's a he was a nice man who my mom knew his daughter went to school with his daughter, and I got to meet him in a church parking lot, and I think I just found he like did that he did a sketch of of Mickey and signed it to me. Wow, really? Uh, Whoa! Yeah, did I not say that before? Yeah, I one yeah one so. time. I and I was already so Disney obsessed by like eight or nine years old, and my mom like okay, now we're gonna go speak to. Uh, she call him Mr. X. I don't I'm gonna go speak to Mr. X. <laughs> Mr. X is cool. <laughs> um, yeah, but I always, I was like, I was so blown away by that, that he was like, yeah, like, you know, my mom like met this guy, like, was it like around him as a kid? And he is the skull and this, uh, yeah. the guy. I, I don't think I knew he was the guy trying to get out of the coffin. Um, and he's the wait. He's he's the lyrics of the song, correct? Lyrics of the yeah. song and script of the ride. He was the smoother who like combined the Claude Coates visions and the Mark Davis visions and kind of made them more copacetic. 
Mm-hmm. The dark and the light. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Which we explored the di- in 2018. I had to remember like <laughs> who the names were. Uh, um, and we're still kind of in the dark here at the beginning. The, the Claude Coates world. Yes. I'm realizing now that Mark and Claude were part of a dyad. <laughs> oh. Hmm. A dyad in the mansion forts. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Like um, yeah, you predicted, we all pre- we you predicted dyads, I believe, too. Like, I absolutely yeah. predicted dyads. Uh, you, you, you kept I saying. didn't, and you too did, because you were a dyad in predicting dyads. We were because yes. I was predicting. I called uh, Yale Gracie and Ken Anderson a dyad, mm-hmm. and and Mike was like, well, and they they paved the way for the dyad of uh, you know Coates and Davis, of course. Right. 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 I remember the dyad of dyads in the history of the haunted mansion. Of course. Uh, I have Um, a question from a narrative point of view about the conservatory. Shoot. Okay, so this this is not a ghost yet. This is a zombie trying to get out of this casket? Or a fully alive person? Or a a fully alive? alive We don't know, right? Yeah. Well, I think it's ghoul, right? But we don't have many ghouls in this ride. It's almost exclusively ghosts. Mm, you're forgetting the graveyard seat. With a, I believe I saw them listed as pop-up ghouls. Or maybe they're pop-up oh, oh, ghosts. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, they're kind of So ghoulish. maybe the ones that actually shoot up on the spring that do a look, look a little more solid are ghouls and not ghosts. Do you know what I'm saying, Scott? Yeah, I, you're saying that, okay, a ghost is uh, translucent. Exactly. And a ghoul is uh, still somewhat flesh. So a ghoul is a zombie-like character. Mm-hmm. So there are a couple ghouls in this ride. That's interesting. I never actually thought about it in the mansion. And Jason, I'm so sorry we're talking about the graveyard real quick. Um, no, I don't I, I never thought about... Uh, I never thought about those things because those things are that on the weird like spring. They sh- really shoot up uh, like behind the graveyard. Those things do look more solid than the projections, like bluish projections of the ghosts. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. Well, Madame Leola refers to goblins and ghoulies. Right. Um, so those are around. Now, a goblin, I'm not sure what in the ride you would say is a goblin. Yeah, is there a goblin? Does a goblin have to look a certain way? I have a certain idea in my head what a goblin looks like, but could a goblin be a different, take a different form? Um, I don't know. Well, you can take a form that's green. <laughs> I mean, All that's right. my most famous goblin that I know. The um, stanchions are kind of goblin-like. Yeah, but they're not alive. They're bats. They're not alive. I don't know. I think it gets complicated. I, I think ghosts and ghoul, I think the line is very fine because... The hatbox ghost looks kind of corporeal, like he's kind but of he's, solid. He's, he, but he's a ghost, and his head he's moves, a ghost. and it disappears. Yeah, he's for sure a ghost. It is it in the name. Yeah. So I think there's. I think that one of my plus ups is go- add some goblins. You know, is it is it possible that what if all of the eyes in the wallpaper are goblin eyes? Maybe that's what she's talking about. It's possible, but those eyes don't really move in the wallpaper. So that's just a drawing of a goblin if it is a goblin. Mm, okay. Yeah. Unless they're uh, frozen. They're they're stuck in place. Right. There's possible the wallpaper is frozen goblins. Yeah. Um, I had a question. Feel free to... We can back up. But on the topic of those... Of the eyes on the wallpaper... Um, do those, because we're, we're discussing, are those alive or not? Are, do those count in the count 
of 999 happy haunts? Uh, Are all of those sets of eyes a haunt? Uh, yes. Because I read an anecdote that cast people go like, where are all the 99? How are there 999 goats? And the people have said like, well, you got to count the ones in the okay. wallpaper. So that come up. so then they could be goblins if that's actually a part of the canon that those are happy haunts. Yeah, unless, I mean it depends unless, on your. Mm-hmm. Are the ghoulies happy haunts or are only the ghosts happy haunts? Because ghosts haunt. Ghoulies don't necessarily haunt. They might terrorize. They lurk. Feel like they there are lurkers. Right, and they eat. They eat people sometimes if they're a zombie. Yeah. So I, I'm confused still. I mean... I don't think I know who's who. We need to take a quiz, like, what Harry Potter house you're in. Um, we need to, like, discover the difference between creepies and ghoulies. And, yeah, and put, yeah. like, a Dobby-like a Dobby like character on Haunted Mansion. Dobby yes. from Harry Potter, who's, like, goblin. He's a goblin. Am I wrong? No, isn't he? He's not. No, he's, he's not. a he's house a elf. Be, he's a house he's an elf. I'm so, I, okay, I'd like to formally apologize to Dobby. He's some sort of uh, unfortunate racial caricature. Yeah, Jesus. Pro- likely. Said that, I was, likely. said that and I was like, oh my God, is that the name? Is that the real the description? He no, does no, no. sound like old timey racist. It does sound like something yeah, like Yeah, I looked it up. Grandma, like, you self. can't. You Jesus can't. Christ. It's on the Wikipedia. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, new reason to ignore. All right. Let's move on. <laughs> sure. Anyway. <laughs> on the, uh, all right. Scott's right. Next so room. The, so the fella, the fella in the coffin, uh, that, as we said, we were talking about Exitensio. Uh, apparently one of those hands, I believe they've replaced the hands over the years. One of those hands, how much do you think it sold for at auction? Uh, An old one of these hands. hundred, hundred. Oh, no, $75,000. Scott? Twenty four thousand. I'll just go low for some reason. Oh, not low enough. Thirteen hundred. Pretty reasonable. Thirteen hundred. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Wow. Why were well? I mean, we're suckers. We would have paid way more, I guess. Yeah. I yeah. was. I was opening up my my money bin right now to fork it over if they would have. Uh, <laughs> Your bin. <laughs> I have a tiny money bin, like Scrooge. <laughs> just all cash. Small though. <laughs> um, so interesting. This is a uh, this is a casket, by the way. It's not a coffin. I looked that up. I was like, wait, are <laughs> coffin caskets and coffins the same? Uh, are they synonym? But like, no, coffin is the one tapered on the side, right? That, like right, Dracula's. Right. And, and, yeah, this one um, doesn't have a hinge. Uh, I the, he was, I think he's just kind of bursting out of it. I think he's just okay. pushing it open. It's possible um, it does have a hinge on the other side, and he's burst through it. Uh, he, he seems like seems to imply that he died a while ago because he's surrounded by did floral arrangements, mm-hmm. and this is also the first appearance of a character from the haunted mansion, the Raven, that reoccurs throughout the ride. You can and it is the same it. Raven. I believe it is meant to be the same raven seen Interesting. here. Um, I don't know if it's coming up right. Can you see this picture? Yes. The yep. raven is sort of here. Right, and right. I don't know if I just like after hours of reading about the Haunted Mansion was reading into stuff. But to me, it looks like there's spiral eyes underneath the raven on the stand that's holding up flowers Mm. and it's very Mm. subtle and likely hard to see but if you watch a 4k ride through you can see there's another set of spiral eyes hidden yeah you're right 
Some more rolly eyes. More rolly eyes. Huh. Is that a haunt? Is that a haunt? Does that count as one of the haunts? Happy haunts? Uh, good question. I don't know. Well, someone bother Bill Gurr about that. Bob, Bob Gurr. Gurr. About that. <laughs> Borrow my father's brother, Bill. Call. Well, he got the name of the one of the ride wrong, and then I got his name wrong. Now we're even. <laughs> you punished Bob. him. Bob. <laughs> um, punished him um, for incorrect information. They did write dialogue for this bird, and it, they opted to keep it just cawing or silent in most of the scenes. Do uh, we have the dialogue that they had? Well, I have the dialogue. It did. It is used. Dialogue is used in the souvenir story and song of the Haunted Mansion album. The Raven says, you've disturbed a guest. Call. You'll be sorry for that. Call, call. So <laughs> that's a threat. <laughs> well, uh, I feel like that's I feel like it's too early to have that threat in the ride. So I think it's a good call. I think that's the right answer. You still want to kind of have a spooky atmosphere with no no one saying anything to you yet no People one not talking yeah we kind of lose the ghost host for a while too right yeah, yeah this is like all atmosphere except for guy saying let me out yeah. yes but that's yeah but he's not directing he's not talking to you well he's he's hoping you hear but he's not directly you know, addressing yeah. you yeah yeah it's the general hundreds of people who what? would like to help him but the lap bar has been lowered stop so making can't. out and help me <laughs> <laughs> Stop. <laughs> this is impure. You are not married. <laughs> Show me your wedding rings and I'll let you continue. Re-elect Richard Nixon, my friend. Well, that's most of the audio recording in the park. If you, yeah, that's, if you listen to it, you can hear that message. Yeah. You play it backwards and it's all Nixon. It's all yeah. pro-Nixon messaging. Montgomery's sure a that. bum. <laughs> Walt made sure. Uh, now are we in the corridor of doors? Can we, Jason? I think we can go on the corridor doors. And I just want to say I do appreciate that. They, there is kind of like official names for each one of these scenes. The Endless Hallway, the Conservatory, um, although traditional Victorian conservatories would, would be, you wouldn't really display a funeral casket in there. You would display curios and odysseys and artifacts. Um, and uh, at other haunted mansions, they do. But uh, yeah, corridor doors. Let's talk about did it. Did you know about the history of conservatories and verandas and all these things before we did these podcasts? Um, uh, no, I, I honestly, those are just like the threads I follow through the haunted mansion. It, stuff comes up where I go like, wait, are caskets and coffins the same and i was like oh no how silly of me and then i just so go you down do like like a week of research i feel like you like you referred to hours i feel like you were like really hit the books here i for haunted mansion i devote a lot of time i think i did it mostly all the day before we recorded this i started on uh the two days before and i was watching garfield the dog and I alluded to this, a spooky trick for Halloween. He pulled my laptop off the desk and it bent the power adapter. <laughs> I talked about this. <laughs> that, that, that was the problem? That you, was... hyped that, you hyped that up like your car maybe just spontaneously exploded. <laughs> well, I just, I had never had that happen because on the old laptops or something like that happened. Uh, the MagSafe pulled it out, and USB-C just pulls the whole thing down, and it just, sure. just killed the whole cable. It just bent the cable. <laughs> and Mercury is in retrograde. It's, you know, a spooky season, too. 
And I this had the third this. time you've blamed something on Mercury being in retrograde. Mercury in retrograde. Melrose Mac was about to close. I was like, can I, I bring a dog in? Like, you know, I, bro- I broke an iPhone cable two weeks ago. Was that? sort of like the universe getting ready for Mer- Mercury being in retrograde? Yeah, but we were recording the next morning and my computer was at like 10%. So I was like, oh, I have to fix this like in the next couple hours, you know? Um, yes, I get it. Uh, let me ask you this. In preparation for Haunted Mansion, because these all have fun name rooms, did you play Haunted Mansion Clue, which does exist and these room names are in it? What? Really? No, yes. did you? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have to do it uh, on Twitch or something. I Googled Play it. Play a seven-hour game. That is fun. All with separate sets. I'm not a big board game guy, but I do like Clue. I like Clue and Trivial oh, Pursuit. I loved, I loved Clue as a kid. Yeah. The Game of Life I loved. I loved Clue. Uh, maybe that was it. Corridor yeah. of Doors. Corridor of Doors. What you got, Scott? <laughs> There's a, I feel like I don't have any. I just like wrote down what happens in it. So yeah, to say what happens. Oh yeah, don't worry, I'll fill well, it in. I got a ton of shit. Trouble with what was that? I said, said do a ton of shit. I said I'll fill it. I got a ton of shit. All right, well then you go because no, I no. just wrote down what happens. The spirits are having trouble escaping, and there's little maces that all knock on the door, and they all make sounds. Uh, it, it's all like rapping on the door, and that was the thing I found that Tony Baxter like doesn't like that. He he uh he like saw some plan where it was supposed to be more um like like ambient and like uh, added sound effects like these big pounds like boom boom and he prefers that the rather than like practical tapping which he thinks is just uh, actually he didn't say this I wonder if he just thinks that's uh, annoying like he'd rather have a designed sound there um mm. I think he was referring to the haunting the movie that this sequence is based on. Um, and he, uh, he said he, he wants it to be like that. Like, that's another thing that he would plus up is not because he's doing an interview in this room. So there's a bunch of like tap, 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 interrupting the interview, which is maybe why he wants it out of there. Hmm. I, um, I, I never thought of that, but I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, he, yeah, I guess it is more like irritating. Right. Frightening. Because I know exactly what it sounds like. Okay, I, I, as soon as you say like, "Oh yeah," like that 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 annoying noise and that the when doors are there. Yeah, I know what that mm-hmm. is. Yeah, okay, that could be better. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, 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 I right, I think in the original version of the haunting, which was a movie adaptation of the haunting of Hill House novel, um, it's more of a like a ominous like bong like thunk like the Inception noise maybe um mm. and then uh he also made sure to clarify the 1963 haunting not the late 90s liam neeson haunting which does feature the incredible hulk roller coaster it, like an insane sequence where the coaster goes off the track <laughs> really <laughs> yes weird <laughs> oh i didn't know that um huh uh, uh that, does that time that times out the, the hulk would have been was it a universal movie i th- I think it was. It might have been a Universal movie. I think they got it filmed like either right before or right after it opened. Wow, mm. Mm. strange. But uh, um, yeah, the door knockers are maces. Uh, some of the door handles are apparently like you know serpent-like or like dragons. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, as if just more more images of the house almost coming alive. Um, did you guys come across the sculptor who did a lot of woodwork for the Haunted Mansion? 
I actually did not. No. Um, this is a guy named, he is a Cuban sculptor named Ciro Rolando Santana Iarite. And he had just wow. arrived in the United States and he heard Wed was looking for a sculptor. He had uh, exhibited in um, Central America and Spain and they quickly scooped him up and got him to work. And he carved a lot of the wood, the door frames and the chairs and, and all of that sort of thing. So, you know, that attention to detail, again, that's like a real pro sculptor. And uh, are these the same? Have they replaced them since? They have to, right? Like these have to I, be new. Yeah, uh, some they, stuff has been uh, copied over the years. Some stuff has been replaced. Right. It's hard. Yeah, I'm sure there's very little as far as like like original opening day items like they've replaced the wallpaper they've obviously they have to do that i wonder what is in there that's actually original um presumably they have replaced the air conditioners which come into play (laughs) in this area sure which like as you enter the corridor (laughs) of doors they have angled the air conditioners to blast you so that you get chills when you get into this part of the mansion yeah i that's I know exactly what that is, and that's that's very good. A nice yeah. chill. Yeah. What is that's... blood running hot, cold chills? Yes. When we haven't, as I said, we haven't heard the ghost host in a while, and that's an awesome line. Every room has wall to wall creeps and hot and cold running chills. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that you don't like you start to miss him. They like use him so sparingly uh, that every one, every little appearance in the ride really lands. Yeah. Yeah. He he is. Yeah. He he. You want him to like hold your hand through the whole thing, but he's not going to do it. <laughs> Plain hard to get. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And and in this section of the ride, there is. I mean, you're talking about canon. Like, there's the official Imagineering canon. Then there's guest canon, and then there's like cast member canon. In this part of the ride, there is a portrait. You do see portraits on the walls, and this Mark Davis drawing. Some have speculated that this is the ghost host in this drawing because he has a noose that he has chopped right does well this, wait does this drawing appear anywhere where, where is this was this just concept art or was it used in anything it's in the it's in the hallway it's on the wall with the portraits oh yeah in disneyland too i believe so I think it's on the wall. I think I saw it was on the wall. They have put so many. Honestly, I can't. My memory now of, of the pictures on the wall has been flooded with hatbox ghosts because they put. My memory is that they put more pictures of hatbox on the wall once they added him to Disneyland. Okay. And I don't know if that was. I was just looking for it, but he was everywhere. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's. I think it's been updated a couple times, or uh, updated, or you know, different versions for different mansions. I'm wondering. I, I what did I think the ghost host looked like? I don't know that I th- I had ever really pictured him. And then once I knew what Paul Fries looked like, I think I always picture it's just Paul Fries himself. Yeah, I thought he looked like Snoke. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's right. This guy looks like a ghoul. I would say this is a ghoul. Like right. there's there's a lot He's... of haunted mansion stuff like concept art that has the one eye really closed and the other eye really big and open is is snoke a ghoul though i think snoke's a ghoul for sure but he's palpatine ultimately so is palpatine a ghoul right uh palpatine i guess he is a ghoul because like he kind of he kind of dies but he becomes more powerful once he's fighting mace windu 
Mm-hmm. So he's sort of like, I don't, they don't really call him undead, but there is an element to it where it's like, you know, strike me down and I'll become more powerful. He keeps like leveling up by getting hurt. Yeah. Is, um, is Chewbacca a ghoul because he dies and then comes back <laughs> all of a sudden with no real information about why and what happened? Now, look, what you're proposing, honestly, it would have been awesome. If Chewbacca's a ghoul. He's Chewbacca. In like two scenes later after he dies in Rise of Skywalker, you think he dies. He's just back, but he's zombie Chewbacca. I think that would have been great. Yeah. That would have ruled. Just do that. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of like undeadness. <laughs> like, yeah, he would it's like... The, sa- the sound is now like scary. Yeah, well, it could be half and half. It could be like, I can't do the Chewbacca noise, but like he could have gone back and forth between it. Or he sounds like, hello, I'm Chewbacca. You know, I love a, a furry character speaking with an English accent. Yeah. <laughs> That's something I do I'm like. stately now. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Uh, what else we got here? There's the, big, there's the big hand shadow that passes by the... Wait, am I at the clock? Am I going uh, too fast? Yeah, there's more portraits. There's lots of pictures okay. everywhere. Wait, wait, there's we, lots of ghost yeah, yeah. pictures. I want to talk about the door. What, uh, can we talk about favorite doors? Yeah. I know. What's the difference between the doors? Well, they all do different things. This is a, this is, I'm not even doing this to troll or anything. This is true. There's one door that I find especially scary that I'm always fascinated by, and mm-hmm. it's from a little kid place. It's the, the door that pushes out. Yeah. That it was always so oh, sure. creepy yeah, yeah. to me. The like flex it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the like you think it's wood and it like it's pushing out like it's you know foam or something, which obviously it's not wood. But as a kid, that that freaked me out, and I still going through that room, stare at that illusion, and I just like I'm unnerved by it. I'm fascinated by it. It's my favorite door. Yeah, I I think just the pounding doors like scare me as a kid because as a kid the guy in the coffin didn't scare me that much because he had a funny delivery like i was like oh this is this is kooky this is silly but like just someone pounding on a door a lot is like just unnerving like always unnerving yeah and the doors are so close they're like very close to your personal space in the hallway it's pretty narrow there too so Hmm. anyway that's my favorite door um there's a lot of portraits of the hatbox ghost in here in the hallways Um, there are portraits of the pop-up ghosts that come later on at the Swinging Wake, and they're all kind of done in a style to mimic daguerreotypes, which is an early style of photography. Um, and some of them around a sign that says Tomb Sweet Tomb. Right. Which is a funny, cute little cross-stitch, um, <laughs> K-A-B-C horror. Funny, funny, and we like it, and it is funny. <laughs> it is cute. Next. <laughs> cross-stitch. <laughs> How, do you, Jason, do you know how to cross stitch? I don't. Jane does, though. Uh, okay. And it's it's very nice. Uh, it looks very nice. Um, KABC horror host Vampira had a sign that's a tomb sweet tomb in her set mm. as well. Who stole? Can I? I'm going to sidetrack a little bit, and I don't know if this makes Scott happy or mad, but a quick sidetrack. <laughs> Uh, is that we're talking about Vampira, I believe that is how you pronounce it. And then Elvira, yeah. people say, you know, that she stole the gimmick of Vampira, which is sort of like a, what do you, what was, is she a vampire, I guess? She's vampire is a vampire, but is Elvira a vampire? She's just some sort of a scary monster. There is a- There are ghouls. They are definitely ghouls. They are not ghosts. I think they're ghouls. Okay, Vampira and They're both ghouls. Elvira. I, okay. Bobby, Boris, Bobby Boris Pickett made the monster mash, mm-hmm. and I found a song 
And I know there's a lot of these monster sort of songs. I found a song by a guy named Don Hinson and the Rigor Morticians <laughs> that I believe uh-huh. Bobby Boris Pickett stole. Two, and it was two years later when the Monster Mash was written that Bobby Boris stole a lot of the elements of it and made the Monster Mash and made it a big hit. And it blew my mind because like drum parts are pretty much the same. The structure of it's the same. It's four chords. And I want to I want to learn more about this. I want to know who invented this. Maybe Don Hinson and the Rigamorticians stole it from somebody. But I'd really like to break this case open. Did Bobby Boris Pickett steal the Monster Mash? I want to throw that out um, to the listeners. Well, look, get Giuliani on the case. <laughs> he'll 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 be invested as he is he, as he himself is a ghoul. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we can all agree Rudolph Giuliani is a ghoul. Hundred percent cool. Um, <laughs> no question there. And I do want to give the song, which is a very riboflavin flavored, non carbonated. Polyunsaturated <laughs> blood is the name of Don Hinson and the Rigamortician song that I believe was stolen to create Monster Mash. Monster Mash is probably a better song though, but they're both doing the same like Boris Karloff voice like this. Anyway, we'll look into it. I just wanted to say that because this is a recent thing that's been just keeping me up at night. Well, and that's one of those, we're going to look back in 2021 when that is the biggest scandal in the country, <laughs> and it'll seem so odd that it was just brought up in this casual way. Right. The Hinson estate versus the Boris Pickett estate. <laughs> By the way, if you don't look into Bobby Boris Pickett and look into his other monster songs, like the monster swim and the monster rap. <laughs> because yeah. he has, yeah. And then there's a couple, like there's a song goofing on Star Trek. It's called Star Drek. <laughs> Uh, little mad magazine a very yeah. mad magazine style uh, um anyway we're not getting we're not getting to leota are we is, well, it, is this we'll where see. i find out <laughs> it's possible i have how long have we been going yet. do we know where there was a break we don't, uh, we don't there's like an hour i think an hour yeah. and 15 yeah i think we still got some time okay. anyway, let's keep still got some time we go. can we yeah. um right. talk about the wallpaper yeah this this purple yes. wallpaper yes with the eyes yeah the purple wallpaper. I mean, I I think it was always popular. I think people always liked it. But it feels like there was a moment like 10, 15 years ago where everyone was just stepped on the gas. And I, I don't know if it's Disney was like, we got to merchandise this more. Or people on Etsy are like, we got to sell. We got to sell some stuff with this wallpaper. But I feel like there is so much wallpaper now. You mean as far as merchant? You mean like wallpaper merch? At wallpaper merch to the point where you can buy wallpaper of the wallpaper now. Oh, I, yeah, okay, yeah, and then like yeah. there's a dress pattern with this wallpaper. There's yes, a the dress wallpaper pattern. The wallpaper um, never really struck me as like you. I, maybe ten years ago, I wouldn't have said, "Oh, that's the one of the iconic things." But it does feel like you're right. If you go in the gift shop, there's a lot of uh, representation of the wallpaper on items and clothes. Yes, and in terms of third-party sellers. Uh, I have to give Jane credit on this one because I said I was going on Etsy to try and find wallpaper merchandise. And she said, see if there are garters. And sure enough, there are garters. 
Is this and, the is this because of what we were talking about on the on the Patreon? No, this is another spooky coincidence that has happened to me recently. That happened the day before. She said, "Look up garters," and then it came up naturally on the bagged Halloween costumes episode. Yeah. So on the Patreon, so, we discussed uh, the and I was like a memory had been unlocked. The bizarre thing where at prom they make seventeen and eighteen year olds. Uh, males like take a garter off of a woman's leg of the yes their 17 or 18 year old date's leg usually like this is we're we're discussing it as if we haven't there's a there's a part of me that wants to uh, delete that discussion and forget and remove it for all of time so upsetting is that <laughs> idea this thing that happened to all of you at prom okay yes. i don't understand well we can move on we can move on but yes you can get a garter if you wanted a haunted mansion wallpaper garter but there's more that's this is an Etsy one, though. This is an Etsy. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is unofficial. They're not selling garters at Disneyland. Yeah. Any Disneyland's more. not Any, selling this no. filth. Anymore. Course, yeah. Yeah. They used to have a garter store on Main Street yes. when it opened. <laughs> that is true. Where Walt would go in and fit you for one. Uh, on opening day, people got their garters stuck in the fresh cement, so they had of to course. give out uh, fresh ones. <laughs> Um, but there's yeah. more wholesome stuff on Etsy. You know, here's a wall light, uh, light switch cover. You put That's on a cute. wall. Cute. Here's a face mask. <laughs> uh, and then here's another. Couldn't have predicted that last year. Yeah. Huh? Here's another face mask. This is a different face mask. <laughs> and then this is a face mask. And then no. lastly, a face Uh-oh. mask. <laughs> no. Those are five different sellers, five different styles of masks. So. If you want some wallpaper merch, you can get official stuff. You can get unofficial stuff. It's there. Um, credited to Roly Crump, but I also saw people citing a woman named Tanya Norris. Tanya Norris. Well, was, here's, yes, it's a little confusing because I saw Tanya Norris speak at Midsummer Scream last year, and it was fascinating because yeah. she hadn't really been interviewed in years, and she she worked with Walt, like traveled on Walt's plane with his wife to go to like New Orleans to like fine decorations and things to put in the mansion and stuff to put around new Orleans square to make it authentic. And she is very upset about the wallpaper in the mansion. But in hindsight, I can't remember if she's talking about the wallpaper in the stretching room because she just said it's been replaced. I understand things have to change, but she was not pleased <laughs> that her original like wallpaper that she picked out was not quite the same anymore. So I am a little bunch of daguerreotype Nixon's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Really mad uh, I got out of there. I think, though, I think it's probably different wallpaper than this eye wallpaper, but I could be wrong. I That's think my guess. she did the original version, and then Rolly Crump, uh, in the Sorel book, it's, it credits the wallpaper to Rolly Crump uh, with the guiding hand of Claude Coates. And I, I have written out Rolly Crump phonetically right. because I always say Raleigh. Um, I also think there is some dispute between these some of these people about whose thing is what. I've yes. read like just so there's certain people take credit for things, and I think other people don't think that's correct. So it's still a little cloudy when it comes to these details. Yeah. So if you can catch them at a cocktail party when those sorts of things happen again, you might get a different story than documented the official and- publications. And and Rolly, Tanya, and Bob all alive, all still alive, all still alive. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, you can get their perspective. And I guess the last thing to be said: more eyes. The wallpaper is all these creepy looking things. They're all eyes. More eyes watching you. More As eyes. If the mansion is alive, keeping an eye on you. 
I yeah eyes I luckily the eyes are not more together because I do have a little thing where like when eyes are really like really close together that is extra scary to me. There was a character called Eye Guy in Power Rangers. Oh that yeah, really freaked my sister and I out because he was just made of eyes. Do you know who Eye Guy is? Does anybody know who Eye Guy? Is? I know. Yeah. Nope. All right, Scott. I have to show you Eye Guy real quick. Uh, yeah, he's he's gross. There's a newer X-Man character called Eyeboy, too, and he's just got a face full of eyes. <laughs> and it, it is creepy. I mean, nothing's as creepy, though, as that Channel Zero TV show that just had a creature made of teeth. That's one of the most upsetting things. If they put that in the Haunted Mansion, I think everyone would be upset. <laughs> uh, here, right here. That's Eye Guy. Oh, I kind of I sort of recall Eye Guy. I like his. Mouth. I kind of like know. him. Yeah, he's so cute. Yeah. Huh? Whoa, whoa, cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he's smile. cute. It's like he's got like a cookie monster face. Bah. Hi. Huh. All right. Well, we'll throw it up. Do you think the Power Ranger villain Eye Guy is cute? <laughs> they're kind of googly. That's why they're cute. They're a little. All they're right. in the ballpark of googly. Maybe I'll come around. There was something else. I oh, I de- that I declared um uh the mummy guy uh cute. Arnold right. Vesely. Um, uh no what, the who's the the character the, the from the yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah i thought yeah yeah i found emotep cute oh, for some yes. reason i don't understand yeah it's hard to it's hard to track um <laughs> uh so so that's the wallpaper the clock you want to talk about the clock clock yes i'll let you do it though no you probably got a lot of stuff no i don't have much on the actually i just have the sorel page uh bookmarked for the clock um so because there's i mean it's great and a big shadow hand moves in front of it and that's scary and there's like a demon face in it and i don't think i realized till i saw the book that the um well i don't know what part of the clock it is the big chime i guess is a is a forked tongue mm-hmm. which adds to the whole demon face of it all right and that is so that's an appearance of like a demon character i guess a whole other thing right a whole other thing new, new type mm-hmm. yeah yeah, so separate from Goblet. They should mention uh, um and the is this where Oh sorry. Go well, ahead. I was gonna say the only number on it is the number thirteen, where the number twelve usually is. Uh, a spooky right. number that apparently that shows up later uh in the ride. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um I also we're in this zone where you start going backwards. This is another one where I'm if I am questioning, do I like Haunted Mansion Holiday? When you get to those wreaths, the wreaths rule. Yeah. What are people going on about <laughs> if you don't like Love the wreaths. I think there's the just singing you know, little plants. Amy Coney Barrett is an originalist uh, when it comes to interpreting <laughs> the Constitution, and some people are just originalists when it comes to Haunted Mansion, you know? Well, there's a prediction that I will make uh, that I'm sure won't, it won't be undone even by the time this episode comes out, that Republicans are going to do the right thing, and they will realize <laughs> that they need to leave her on the bench until the American people have spoken. I'd also like to say that by the time we're uh, doing probably the ballroom in 2021, uh, if Donald Trump, if you're hearing this, I hope you're enjoying jail. <laughs> well, I'd Use like those words against me. <laughs> I would like to uh, back up what you're saying here, because I think you I would bet that all the $75,000 I was going to spend on that hand, I would yeah. put it up against I would put it in favor of what you're saying. That's right. And now he will be given podcast access and he will be listening to Podcast the Ride 
because he thinks he can escape and think about a fun ride and not hear me say, Mm -hmm. enjoy jail (laughs) for your crimes, sir. And I just want to say congratulations to President Howie Hawkins. It was so exciting to vote for you in the state of Ohio, where I'm an official resident. And... uh, Yeah, boy, I really don't know oh, Howie Hawkins. He's the Green Party candidate. Look. <laughs> oh. I, my, boy, it shows you how much I'm paying attention. My Biden ballot, ballot has already been accepted by the, the state of California. I can make this joke. <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, so is it now? Well, what I saw was that that's in this zone that this night appeared and what we're talking about we talked about the night animatronic but that there was a point in time where there were real characters they tried having real characters jump out and scare you on this ride mm-hmm. and tony baxter tells a story and i it seems it's a fun story but maybe it's true uh i don't know why i should doubt it but he claims like somebody got punched at a certain yeah. point that's what the book implies, too, which is yeah. a, that's an issue in a lot of these kinds of things. Yeah, that's true. It's, that's probably possible. It seems hard to get some leverage on punching just from that seated position in the in the Doom buggy. But I guess, mm-hmm. I guess if somebody, yeah, if they like kind of invade your personal space on the left past sort of the barrier in, in the Doom buggy, I guess you just go, ah, and like, I would probably, I would do more of a shove, I think, than a punch. Well, if you punched a knight in the face, that would hurt a lot. That would uh, really ruin your hand, I would think. Yeah, it would be like the Jim Carrey, uh, Batman Forever scene where Jim Carrey tries to punch a guy. Mm -hmm. And he's like, show me how to punch a guy. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, ah, then Two-Face does it easily. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So... Um I uh, where this they tried this in the eighties. Yes, uh, if if not multiple times, that's that's the one I'm aware Jason, of. Jason, what is your time timeline for that stuff? So I came across yeah that they tried it in the eighties. They thought Disneyland was getting a little stale, and <laughs> there is an interview with a cast member named Kyle Clark who was one of the people was one of the live action people, and he said that they actually had free reign to roam from like the graveyard to the endless hallway. And one of the issues was that some of the cast members were less than trustworthy and would just like hang out backstage for a lot of their shift or (laughs) they would just, there were scams going like that. People would go into the parts room and steal like backup pieces and then sell them on the black market. Like people would flip pieces of the mansion and he, that's why he said, like, not that it was, you know, it was a pain in the ass and they had to staff it. But, like, later on, he heard there were scams going on. People so, pulling, like, buzzy stuff, you know. So that was the primary reason was you just couldn't trust a Disneyland cast member to hang around the mansion in that capacity? I am sure it was not the necessarily the primary reason. I'm sure, like, budget and staffing and all of that had to be factored sure. in. This I They were also trying the... That was the time they tried the Phantom of the Opera kind of character who would mm. be in the corridor of doors sometimes. Sometimes he'd be in the queue. And um, yeah, that did not go over great. Uh, in, ni- in 1999, he was the knight was in the corridor of doors. And then in a 2019 special event, the knight, the live action knight showed up in the endless hallway, presumably for the 50th anniversary of the mansion. I think here's my stance on this, and I think that 
I don't think don't do the like try to like jump in front of the car like car or anything like that or try to come on the side. I do kind of like ever there'll be a couple like new figures somewhere in the mansion every time you ride. That sounds fun to me. And yeah. it's kind of a it's much more subtle than a, like a jump scare. I think I would be all for that. But I don't think I I don't think it's going to make the mansion better to have like a Valencia teen scaring you. I mean, live actors always scared me. Like as a kid, if you'd be at a carnival or like a beachside amusement park and there was a haunted house, I loved the haunted mansion. But then there would sometimes be signs like caution. There are live people in here in costume. And that always just scared. Like I just the idea of that, that like there could be a chaotic who knows what a live person would do, you know? Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I think I think not. Don't do if you knew it was just not jump scares, but like there would be like an extra night hanging around. I kind of think that's cool. I yeah, moving stuff around I think is cool. The the idea that the boardwalk resort will occasionally move the uh, nanny chairs, the spooky nanny chairs, to mm. different rooms or different places sometimes. <laughs> those are the other chairs you like. I yeah, like what? those chairs. Ass- assess those chairs for a nap, please. Oh, um, you know, I think it's for a, you know, a, a care worker taking a load off. I don't think those are meant to be sat in for extended periods of time, but are a okay. blessing when you need one. Got it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's like you've thought about it a lot. <laughs> no one is able to assess a chair for its comfortability. You know, that's what, that's what the people want. If, when, this, when county fairs open up again, we need to open up a booth where people bring you a picture of a chair. And you assess it for a dollar. Sure. <laughs> what kind of relaxing do you do in this chair? Yeah. <laughs> Just rattles um, it off. <laughs> uh, dare I say, can we, did we, can we talk about Madame Leota? Here it is. There it is. No, I think no we, need I to think fear. We got to it. No need to no fear. Need wow. Here we are. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was, I, I think I was worried about coming up short. I mean, this was my goal. I just try to like, reach goals like if you're you know like if you're running what's my distance gonna be mm-hmm. and uh you know my outside goal was ballroom i'm, I'm not sure about that one but uh, uh leota and seance circle i uh this, this is this is good this feels good to me yeah okay. here we are uh this is this is the first i think truly iconic scene yeah if you've been to disney everybody remembers this Maybe your average dad doesn't remember the wallpaper or that there's multiple doors or the raven, but he does know mm. there was a head in a glass circle. He knows that. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's where it all kind of opens up because we've been in some very narrow scenes and now suddenly this is very grand. We actually, like, it's it's much taller. Uh, this The scope of it is huge. The chairs start moving in a different way, in this round way. Uh, we're incorporating kind of a new kind of ghostly magic that we're bringing, mm-hmm. you know, like the, the, the tarot card world into it. Um, yeah, I mean, this it's, uh, yeah, this is an amazing, uh, iconic scene. Yeah. And this is, uh, changed a few times over the years. There's, there's some pretty decent, uh, there's some decent footage of the original, which is not like, it was more, it was more stationary, uh, illusion. Yeah. The floating was added in 2005 for the 50th anniversary. Kind of a much derided event. I feel like I, I didn't see any of the 50th anniversary stuff, but I feel like people were not exactly thrilled about it. But 
the 60th was kind of a wash, so I don't know how bad the 50th could have been. Because if they add it, yeah. I mean, the floating Leota alone is such an impressive effect. Well, 65th was uh, real bad. 65th, for sure. <laughs> that was this Not year. Not great. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Uh, um, yeah, I, I was surprised that the that the floating was so recent. I, I, I maybe thought it was earlier in the 90s at some point. Uh, do we have a preference? Do we think we, we, we like it floating? Do we recall liking it not floating? Um, it's an interesting question because this is a room that Tony often cites as something that needs a plus up. Oh. And I agree with it. And I think I'm trying to really figure it. I like the floating a lot, but I think that like... I, I maybe I'm just like a little too cynical where I see the wires on the musical instruments around. I don't know. The whole room now to me feels a little, little cheap. See, it doesn't, yeah. it, I was going to say the opposite that I think this room is a good illustration of like, you don't need many things to plus it up. Like they could add a few things like this to the loading area. And I think it would be a much, uh, a greater, imp a great improvement. I, I think the effect in the ball still looks cool for the most part. I don't need it floating sort of in that very, I don't know, boring. I, I, I It might be a wash to me, honestly, that it's floating versus just sitting. Because I think that the illusion of uh, Leona Toombs' head in there is is the draw. I like I that. I like it. I like the like floating through the room. Yeah, I don't I know. Like I'm neither here nor there. Like it's I don't think it's like unbelievably better. I think it was really exciting when it came in and that it, it really made you question, well, how are they doing this projection? Because that's changed a couple times. It's moved from front to inside and right. I feel I'm still confused about it. Are they do, are they projecting the face from the front now still currently? I feel like I read that they do, which I don't know how they do it through the 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 sphere right yeah i did i was reading a little bit and i yeah it was my understanding it was sort of similar to just how they've always done like the heads in the cemetery mm -hmm. but i see what you're saying that makes it like it seems like that's an extra level of how is that work and i did not well, there was a point in time it was definitely done from the front when it started yeah uh, they're they're pro right. they're projecting uh, a video onto a still bust of a face um it, i think when they like they had to update it and change it it was done it was being projected on old film and then they updated to laser discs and that prompted it to be updated and they wanted to like you know can we crack this even better and the, and so suddenly they started projecting it from the inside and they built a very small projector uh that kind of like domes out like it's a reverse fisheye which allows it to you know spread as far as it can within the round head um and there's a patent that you can look up on one of these sites on doom buggies or something where they show how that works having a little projector inside which is that also how they do buzz lightyear is uh, uh in the queue for oh, right right uh, Space Ranger Spinner, whichever the many names of that you ride Astro Blaster yeah you say that and I, those do feel similar to me as I'm mm -hmm. thinking about how they look. So that may would make sense to me that that was the same, the same I, tech. I think so. I think it's coming from the inside because they move so. around so much. Like where else, what other common point could there be that you're projecting? Uh, but then I also remember hearing how like some of the mouths in Radiator Springs Racers are still are done from the front, even though those characters move around a lot. 
And that sometimes if you look real close, you'll catch them yes. moving out of sync and that a little lens has to move around. It's the little like, um, uh, there's the Italian, there's Luigi and then his little like helper guy. Guido. Uh, um, like they have to move the lens around as he hops around. Yes, I have. I have seen. Yeah, you that, that illusion, I think you can see a little more clear for whatever reason. Uh, probably because it's a little lighter in that car's ride. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I do think that with the floating, because we, when it was being projected from the inside, they had they did it from the table, like it's wired up through the right. table. And when they started floating it again, I think now they have to follow it. And I think somewhere there is something projecting uh, uh, from outside onto the front of her face again. But where? Where is it in that room? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, it really is a testament. There's all of these things that we that we still aren't totally sure, even though we've been to these websites and we've read the books. Um, I, I honestly don't know, or the explanation is so confusing that you're like, I don't know, well, I'll just pretend it's magic, right? because I can't yeah. keep it straight in my head. Magic. Um, I, th- I think one of the things that always worked on me as a kid, uh, one, the voice is, I don't think it, she's given enough credit, there's an actor named Eleanor Audley, um, and she was the voice of Maleficent and the um, stepmother, the wicked stepmother in Cinderella, mm-hmm. and kind of defined that like Disney villain voice. Oh yeah, that voice is iconic. I guess I don't keep yeah. see, keep saying. Is it epic? I mean, it's it might iconic. be. <laughs> I think it is fair to say because I always think of Leota Toombs like as an enthusiast of this stuff, but I feel like she does not get enough credit. It's a great performance. It's a very well written script too from yeah. Exitensio. It is the most like ice cold delivery that she had, like just the mm-hmm. most like distant cold delivery that is so like creepy. Yeah, it's really great. Do we all want to take a turn? Do we all want to try some different lines? <laughs> um, I guess. <laughs> we're going to do karaoke. Hey, you're going to challenge me. I'll do it. <laughs> I wasn't expecting. Are we going to do it like she did it? I think so. <laughs> we're just going to do We're doing a reading? Sure. Why not? Like it's church? People want to hear the lines. People like to hear the hits, you know? All right. People are saying... They're saying people it more and more. Saying, we're saying hearing more it and more. more and more. And we're, we're looking it into and it and we're going to make it happen. All right. I, do I, I have to find the complete ride transcript here? Uh, I got, I'm, I'm going to try the creature one. I have it in the book right in front of me. Okay. You go, go ahead first, Jason. All right. Serpents and spiders, tail of a rat, call in the spirits wherever they're at. This, Damn, people are shouting in their cars shouting right in their now. Car. They're friggin' amped. I think part of the addition, as time goes on, part of the thing that adds to it is just the fact that, like, well, no one does, like, the mid-Atlantic deliver, like, accent anymore. No one does that old Hollywood, like, well, now, listen here, you. Like, it's kind of like uh, the, the upper-crust characters in a Marx Brothers movie, where right. it's just, like, <laughs> a little stuffy and sinister, you know? Should I, am I gonna do the next line? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Rap on a table. It's time to respond. Some send us a message from somewhere beyond. I almost Great. said a Dom Pardo there. I, yeah. <laughs> somewhere beyond. Rap on a table. 
and your with musical guest goblins <laughs> and your host ghoulies oh the don pardo overlay of haunted mansion we want to make that happen please that's what tony wants it to yes um is it my turn it is yeah. your turn yeah okay let's see I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, he, he did, did the, the mash. mash. He did the mash. <laughs> Musical guest Bobby Boris Pickett. <laughs> and host, uh-oh, that guy he stole it from. Don Henson and the rigor morticians. <laughs> oh, I, I don't like to editorialize in these voiceovers, but they're probably going to get into a backstage fight. <laughs> like Bill and Chevy did. <laughs> uh... Um, all right. I don't think I got it right, but that's I hope close you enough, enjoyed that, that's okay. that reading close anyway. Enough. Yeah, that's pretty good. You know, we can't all be Eleanor Audley, you know. And she had time to rehearse. She had time to rehearse. I right. put everyone on the spot. She had a take there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I mean, so this is covered in the in the Imagineering story, and it's sort of a famous thing, but the there's the whole the thing about the bus. So uh, the idea of projecting, which comes back again in the graveyard later, obviously, but the idea of projecting onto a, a bust, I think, was a Raleigh Crump idea. Um, there was this. There's this scary footage of one of the one of the great uh, frequent Disney voice actors, Hans Conried, who I believe was Captain Hook. This footage of him live action as the Magic Mirror in in Snow White, and it's from some special from a Disney '50s TV special. But that's like kind of a pure white face filmed over black. And so they had that footage, like, well, what if you took that and you, like, put it onto a bust? There was a bust of Beethoven around, uh, imagining somewhere. So they they tried that. It didn't sync up at all, but it was kind of cool. Like, well, it's a, like, sort of successful test. So then they realized, well, what if we, if we made it the bust of, if, if we filmed somebody and then made the bust of them, too? And they came to Leota Tombs, who did work as a sculptor. For Imagineering, um, she really downplays it. She, when asked, "Well, why is it you?" she says, "Well, because my eyes were the right distance apart." <laughs> so she's very like flippant about <laughs> it. Um, now they they did replace her voice, um, uh, yeah, with Eleanor Oddly, but she is the voice of Hurry Back at the end. Yes, which is also an extremely good voice performance mm -hmm. um so she gets her voice in there too and i remember i remember learning that and being very surprised because something about like the i like the vibe that you get from leota tombs and if they felt nece it necessary to change her voice i was wondering if her real voice was like awful i was wondering <laughs> if it was like lunch lady doris hey there. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, i'm leota tombs send us a message from somewhere beyond Hurry back! What do you mean you don't like it? Give me a reading. <laughs> Here, do it how you want it. Um, cool. No, her real voice is quite lovely and quite haunting and wonderfully used later in the attraction. Uh, and then this is very like super covered in the imaginary story. But if you don't know, uh, they did this again. They had to do new Leota stuff for the haunted mansion holiday. Uh, so, but Leota Tombs had passed away, so how do you do that? How do you get somebody who could double so exactly, and the effect didn't work, uh, when it was not the right face? Why, her daughter, 
Kim Irvine works at it works at Imagineering still, a major Imagineering figure. These are both like not even just, you know, they don't like just do some odd job at Imagineering. Mm-hmm. They're like major Imagineers, yeah. uh, uh, mother and daughter. She, yeah, um, Kim. So she got to participate in this and, and do a, a tribute uh, to her mom. And then, and it's so wonderful in the, uh, in the documentary, how she, you know, can take her kids on it and say, there's, there's grandma. That is very cool. I like that yeah. that stays in the family. Um, yeah. Kim, we've mm-hmm. talked about before, has like been in charge of like the the small world project to put the IP on it, and then she was doing the castle colors, and she's just it seems like she's always stressed out by Disney nerds like being mad at her for like ruining for not being an originalist. By the way, that's yeah. the name right now we're going to use when it comes to people that don't want anything to change at the parks. Mm. They're theme park originalist. I think that's, that's good. good. That's a good little, there's a little like stink to that. It, yes. That's good. And it makes us sound very academic. It makes us sound very professional. We're using like language, you know, term, <laughs> terminology. I, do we need a new one that isn't popular? I mean, I, I think populist works otherwise. But yeah, I no, populist there's... isn't a bad word, but I, I don't know. Trump ran as a populist four years ago. I mean, he's not doing it now. But is it? But Bernie's a populist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I, I sort of it was unclear what I meant. Dark. I just wanted it to be gone from the Steve Bannon Trump use of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, being yeah. Nec- it's not, populism is not necessarily bad. Uh, Kim Irvine, I believe, was also doing the newer entrance to Anaheim's Tomorrowland, which was kind of in the works as the park shut down uh, back in March. Oh, really? Okay, which was going well. That, that yeah, cool. it seemed nice so far. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. clean we're lines. Getting it out of ninety-eight trash aesthetic. <laughs> you know, oh, I guess 98. that's the one thing you can say about. Like, I feel like the instruments. You know, I guess the instruments floating were always there, but that is kind of like there are some two thousands aesthetic stuff throughout the mansion uh, from plus ups that I, could be swapped out for something a little classier. There is, I don't, you don't have to fill that space in that room with anything crazy, but there are illusions, especially there's one in Tower of Terror in Tokyo Disney Sea. There's an effect in the in the pre-show that is so amazing. And they, I think they've used it in other things in the American parks, but there, Scott, you know what I'm talking about. There's a disappearance. Um, there's a disappearing yeah. thing that blew our minds so much. You could employ yeah. these newer versions. I'm sure it's just a an old trick with a newer version you can employ some new cool version of that trick in there you could i'm sure there's a couple little things and again you don't have to fill up the space or anything but i bet you really could take that room to another level with some like higher tech um Mm -hmm. illusion that would still feel like kind of low tech in its execution like yeah you don't want it to be like you're not adding a transformer screen in that room (laughs) Oh, <laughs> Leona if, shoots a, 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 a harpoon towards your car, and then you fly along with her outside the mansion and yeah. back in. Evac comes to help you. <laughs> Look oh, out! Call in, call in Evac wherever you are. I'm here. Oh no, that's Optimus. <laughs> Evac doesn't talk. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we're Evac. We're Evac. Yes. Sorry, sorry. And then I yeah, mean, you go. Got, it's easy to remember. I guess we should count our blessings because if that Haunted Mansion movie had like, you know, uh, broken records or like blown the door off stuff, like I'm sure Jennifer Tilly would have been around or like they, Tony talked about like we thought about maybe adding some conservatory stuff to the loading area, but then the movie came out and that was a whole thing and... 
Yeah, doesn't feel like it would have worked. Could have had Jennifer Tilly, also the the second guest on the episode of Leno that I appeared on. Right. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. Installed, or 1994. <laughs> the Halloween. spooky coincidences coming up this year. <laughs> Garters and Jane retrograde. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a broken computer plug. <laughs> and a broken computer plug. Um. So I don't um, want to trash yeah. this room. Sorry, Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I. I um. Yeah, there's something about it. Yeah, they just feel like a little, like, cheapo. Maybe those things spinning around in the air. Yeah. And I feel like that didn't used to strike me. And maybe another thing I like when the Haunted Mansion Holiday rolls around is that you get all those those cards and, like, what feel... Yes. I guess they're also 2D, but that's just sort of the... the Like, the Haunted Mansion Holiday is more, like, silly 2D, cartoony right. in general. Yes. Yeah, and certainly more than the Haunted Mansion movie. I watched a Haunted Mansion movie a couple of years ago, and I was like, oh, this is... It's... It's a, I appreciate the craftsmanship that goes into it, but I was like, oh, this movie is kind of unnerving. Like, I was like, I don't know if I like this aesthetic, you know? I think I like it when it's melded with the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. Wait, the, well, I mean, we didn't, yeah, we didn't like that movie. <laughs> so you can listen to that from last year. But we did like the Nelly video. That's where that's where. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean Nightmare Before Christmas, the movie. Oh, didn't I, I th- wait, I thought you said Haunted Mansion movie. Oh, no. It, it, yeah, no, didn't really care for the Haunted Mansion movie. Uh, like the big digital bridge at the end. The Ponchon Train, I believe I was corrected. And how of you course, of course, the Great Wall is Sean. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just a killer. Wallace Sean is the only character in the movie that would be fine on the ride i think would fit mm-hmm. seamlessly into the ride mike do you feel like you're like arguing like do you have like a villain in your head who doesn't like wallace sean and you're like ready in every episode to, to defend him go to war for on his behalf uh yes i think i see anytime he comes up i i imagine like a schoolyard bully who's like oh, wallace sean sucks and I'm like, no, he's Which, not. He's an, a great actor, very unique, and a good playwright. If there was that bully, you would have, even though that's such an offensive opinion, you would almost have to be, try to become friends with him. Because to, like, you'd be like, well, this is a weird kid. That is if a he's good. making his bully stance being stridently anti-Wallace Sean. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen my dinner with Andre over 15 times, and I can't get into it. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> maybe you were. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> the designated, the timeline on the designated mortar doesn't make any sense. Uh, I've seen I, his play five times. In the first month of quarantine, I read a book of his essays and two of his plays, and the plays are the craziest fucking things. The essays are very personal and endearing, and just about society and and everything. And he's so thoughtful. And the plays are the most kookiest, like, <laughs> dark, absurd things. And I was like, I cannot believe. Because he usually plays a character in one of the plays. So to read these bonkers lines coming from his mouth is so crazy. And I've told you the story of seeing that, I assume, on the podcast. Yes. And I was sitting in front of Armin Shimmerman, who played Quark on Deep Space Nine. <laughs> and Wallace Shawn played a Ferengi also on Deep Space Nine in a guest starring role a couple episodes. And it, uh, at the halfway point, when we all, we all got up, Armin goes, huh? Oh, I thought it was over. Oh, well, I guess we'll see what happens next. <laughs> Do you not know how plays worked? I think he was just like, that was long. 
it's long. It is long. It's like and three, close to three hours. And, and then weird. I hope you won't. I hope you won't mind me telling the story. But then Ryan Perez sort of hung around Wallace and Andre Gregory, who had directed the play, which was crazy. His co-star in my dinner with Andre, and he like kind of was hovering around a birthday celebration for Andre <laughs> that was happening in the lobby, and he like he went up and said uh, good show to them, and it was very nice. They were very nice. Yeah. Well, I guess we're heading for our uh, year-long intermission um, on this series. Oh, yeah. We're almost there. I, 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 there's one more little thing I, I had, which is that um, the I, I did, I, I really never do this. This is, I think, is from Doom Buggies, the website. That there is a uh, you, if you wanted to get out of your Doom Buggy and walk up to Leota's table, you could not do it because there is no floor there. Uh, it is done in the dark. So they don't build anything that you don't see. Um, thus, there is no floor. Why would you need it? It still is bizarre to me that it's, I'm still like picture like why would there be like a chasm? But that is uh, that is the case. Like there's a 15 foot drop if you tried to make that walk. And somebody who worked there said they added a rope net one year. You've probably heard why. And then the editor of the site fills in, well, because somebody once tried to leave their doom buggy and go to the table, <laughs> and then they they fell a pretty good distance. That's a giant fall. Gee, yeah, wow. There's so there's yeah. a net there. <laughs> yeah, there's a net, and not only that, for whatever reason, I guess it's just I just don't. It, it makes the uh, this, the room is going to be so much creepier to me next time I go in there because knowing that it's just this big chasm and there's a ton of space underneath. That for whatever reason, I guess just because, like, I don't know, well, there's a bunch of empty space, we should do something with it. There were a bunch of props and spare animatronics from other attractions sitting around <laughs> under the, the circle. Oh, my God. <laughs> and this, I don't know, the last name is Potts. I don't know who's saying all this, but this person says, when I was around, a Wendy figure from Peter Pan's flight was down there, as well as spare crocodiles from the train track. Oh, that's like the huh. stuff of nightmares. Yeah, just unmoving, like mismatching animatronics. Well, uh, the plus up I have is let's see the moat that surrounds the table and so fill it with crocodiles. They have spare crocodiles. Ghost crocodiles around. surround yeah, the sure. table in a moat. It fits, why not? And add a very quiet audio track of the Wendy voice going, help, help me, crocodiles, help me. <laughs> There's crocodiles down crocodiles here. Crocodiles down here, help me. And the body of a guy who fell two years ago and nobody's found him. This is also like, this is just a pet peeve of mine. I feel like this is the room where someone fires off a flash the most because it is an interesting tableau yes, yes. to take a picture of. And that just kills it for, because then your eyes have to readjust. And I just hate that because everyone, these flashes are automatic on phones now and it thinks it's dark, it needs the flash, and no one ever thinks to look. So don't I, I completely just don't agree. take pictures, folks. <laughs> no, <laughs> so no, you're not supposed to take pictures. The whole place is. Hey, dark. I agree. Have your ch chest-mounted GoPro. If, you, if if you do it, yes, make sure that flash is off. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, well, on that stern warning, <laughs> <laughs> look, Ernest Hemingway always said, "Stop working." when it's good and like stop working at a good stopping place and going going from the <laughs> seance circle 
into the next scene. Jason. That's so great. That's perfect for us. That's such a great note to pick up on next year. We're ending on an Ernest Hemingway lecture. That's right. <laughs> Look, he, I, a ghost. don't take photography. Ernest Hemingway said this. All right, we'll be okay, back. We'll be back. And hey, if you get to see his house in Cuba, check out Ernest Hemingway's ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a ghost or a ghoulie? Uh, I think he's a ghost. Yeah. Um. Uh. I mean, yeah. Are we agreed here, or do we do like do we do like one arbitrary thing? What's like the closest thing in the ballroom that we? Is there? Could we say one? Or or do we or is there a cliffhanger? Handrail. The handrail. Start off the, <laughs> the year. Handrail. Yeah, there's a handrail, right? Isn't there a handrail preventing you from dropping out? You mean Maybe. in front of the actual in ballroom? In front of the ballroom uh window. I mean there's yeah, there's something like that. Um okay. So the handrail. I cause I like that thing that we like I like to teaser for last time. Um is there anything we can throw out? I'm like watching the ride through. Um, like, is there one little thing? Um, well, you know what's a name we? C- I know, I know, because I like shouting a name for energy at the top. Mm. Yes. Let's next year start with the name of the guy who's kind of drunk, hand in, hanging off of the chandelier. Oh, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Great. That's good. Perfect. Yes. That's a good. That's a good thing to shout. Uh, we will celebrate the accomplishments of that ghost. At the top of next year's episode. That's good. Should so, should we negotiate yes. how many minutes this room is going to take? <laughs> um, a lot like, of characters we, like, in here. Settle on it now. Well, no, maybe or maybe that's a. We, oh, we decide now. How do we decide though? Because we we're never going to we're never going to come to terms. Uh, yeah. that's, well, Jason and I, uh, forty five minutes. I think each one. <laughs> <laughs> now you think of ninety minutes. Look, I already lost. I wrote down. I lost the prop bet with myself. That we would stop at the end of the corridor of doors. So uh, We're that's only, okay. That's only wow, two okay. rooms. No, that's okay. three rooms: the endless hallway, <laughs> the conservatory, the corridor. Here's of doors. what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I think in my head when we started this, I thought it would be fun if the one year was just Hatbox Ghost. So mm-hmm. next year would just have to be Attic and Ballroom. Yeah, I guess. So. Well, because Hatbox, Hatbox is its own episode. It's a in, lot what, of twenty twenty two. Yeah, I think is fun. <laughs> this is. I'm going to have a high schooler by the time we're done with this. <laughs> He'll be yeah. going to be. Show. I'm going to be bidding him adieu. To yeah, he could be the guest. You will yeah. be, and that episode, like Borat too, will be a love letter to your teenage daughter. You know, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, yes, the one you predicted. Like yeah. yes. <laughs> Honestly, that's not um, so crazy because then at that point it's the graveyard and the end. Follow you home. The ballroom so we, is dense. It's very dense. The ball. I think we can all agree on that. I, I mean, that means there's really there's three episodes of Haunted Mansion proper left. That's not so that's bad. That's not crazy. Yeah, I guess that's not bad. Yeah. Um. All right. I guess when you put it that way, <laughs> yeah. but we got to commit to that three. I think. Okay, I'll commit to the yeah, three. Yeah, can... We can get it done in three. Yeah, three more years for Anaheim. <laughs> Which will bring it for to Anaheim. for Anaheim, of for course. Anaheim. But yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's multiple haunted mansions, but yeah, for Anaheim, three more. I think. I gotta right. start learning French now. <laughs> let alone. <laughs> They're still all right. Well, we'll negotiate the we'll negotiate the terms here. Uh, um, all right. Well, with that, you survived Hauntcast the Fright Year Three. Um, the, the, the whole thing. 
Um, I, I hope you had fun. We covered a lot of ground, some silly shows, and some bagged Halloween costumes, and some Eddie Frank and Murphy. Uh, that was that was a blast in general. And um, I don't know. Do any uh, any thoughts about twenty twenty one? Do we? Dare? I don't. Uh, I don't want to be on record. <laughs> uh, yes, in this case, <laughs> things are a tad in flux. Everything Almost anything is, is on the table. Uh, everything is tense. Everyone is tense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just happy that no matter what, we don't this time have to say, well, next year, boys, you'll be heading for an election. Yes, that's true. That's and we'll be done. And we'll be done with Disneyland's on a mansion before the next election. Uh, yeah. Potentially. Well, yeah. all right. Yeah. Was- when you well, when you put it that way, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Not so bad. We'll almost <laughs> be 40. <laughs> <laughs> insane to think this is like getting close to 40 i've had no plans for what happens in the next five years of my life like this is the only things i know now are that we'll be doing the what's different in disney world Mm -hmm. in 2024 exactly yes i have one plan it's good to be present you know i i've been uh roll with the punches yeah Reading a book on Zen Buddhism, and I learned that, um, you know, our delusions and attachments are the things from keeping us from realizing in, you know, enlightenment that we are all the Buddha, you know? I do know. Whoa. (laughs) See. Um, Also, subscribe to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast the ride. Yeah, that's good. The wisest of them all would say do that. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I will well, say, uh, if unless we have anything else, I would like to go out playing Don Hinson and the Rigor Mortician's riboflavin flavored non carbonated poly un- unsaturated blood. If you would that allow, that sounds me. right. Yeah. Um, well, maybe just play the first half of the first verse, and then we'll do the second <laughs> half of the first verse in twenty twenty one. Great. Happy ho- Happy Halloween, everybody. Is in the western sky, and the vampires are out on the sly. At times they have trouble finding necks to bite. That's why I concocted my new delight. My riboflavin flavored, non carbonated, polyunsaturated blood. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Mike Carlson, Jason Sheridan, Scott Gardner, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.